But be warned, the moment your curtain closes, it may be that you face a fiery pit and realise the demon has won after all. But for fame, fortune and a lifetime on top of the model earth, wasn't it worth it? This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, the masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discussion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. come to the next problem. What is it that enforces the persona system, that enforces the folk idea system? The first level are the neighbors. What will the neighbors think? Little Sati won't throw herself on her husband's funeral pyre. What will the neighbors think? So we throw her on. This is the most important, really. Then we have the whole institutionalization of uh, morality and uh, social custom and so forth that enforces this system. Then we have the idea of nature, the idea of nature. People speak of, you know, natural moral laws and all that sort of thing, as though there were any such thing. And finally, with this, I represent the idea of transcendence. This is the sun door through which the soul goes, burning out all temporality into eternal life. The ideas that are represented here, the grades of ideas, are what enforce this circle. And when the persona system is enforced by the society, there will be a socially, locally conditioned anima-animus system also. The image of the mother, she is of a member of a certain society, a certain race and so forth. This establishes this. Now there are two kinds of mythology there's the, what is called the right-hand path, the mythology of the village compound that keeps you fixed in the context of your world. And uh, you grow up here, you live as expected, you live a dignified, successful, and in a rich society, a richly um, developed life, On the other hand, you may flip 
out. You may have a feeling of incongruities here. This doesn't go with me. And then you move out. You move out into a realm of danger. This is known as the left-hand path. You follow the way of your own bliss. And you are in a realm for which there are no rules. And since your bliss is not mine, you don't know where you're going. Here you will live a life of danger, creativity, perhaps not a respected life, but certainly an interesting one. And uh, these are the two choices. And there are mythologies for both. There's the right-hand mythology, which is local to each culture. And then there is what I would call the general mythology of the hero journey, the night sea journey, the hero quest, where the individual is going to bring forth in his life something that was never beheld before, namely the fulfillment in time and space of his own potentialities, which are peculiar to himself. In my right hand, you'll find that it is 118, episode 118, excuse me, of Behind the Schemes for September 26, 2022, and left with only the danger in my other hand, this is Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. Yeah, you know it, and all the way from way the hell over here on the Braft Coast, where your bliss could be my bliss if you play your cards right. My name is Lavish. Ooh, I love it. Blissful. Yes, Mayor Bleast. I had a username from a while ago. It predates Booberry just by a little bit. Uh, but it was called Blunder Bliss. <laughs> blunder Bliss. Blunder Bliss. I like it. Oh, like a blunderbuss, but a blast of pleasure. Yes, indeed. That's, I like it. That's exactly what it entails. <laughs> <laughs> Simple, direct, to the point. Much like the weapon itself. A wide coverage. Yes, they Wide spread, coverage. if you will. Yes, without you know that super short snout, <laughs> <laughs> wide flared mouth. Uh, and you know you, you want to cover everything, you know, with one good good blast. Yes, yes, and do it bliss- blissfully, and do it blissfully. Yes, and not blissfully. Well, how you been? How was your week? Uh, week was good since I saw you. I, uh, I finished up the rest of my big road trip. I was on the the road for about 11 days and, um, I, I got to come home a little early, a day early because my last day on the road, I really made a big push. I did a nice 13, 14 hour drive from, uh, Rock Springs, Wyoming, all the way back here to uh, divided and conquered California. And uh, it was a, it was a very nice drive. I had a great trip. I mean, man, the road trip I just went on was seriously, genuinely one of the best times I've ever had in my life. And I'm really glad that I did it. And uh, of course you were a part of that. I went all, all so far as Minneapolis, which was as far as I went East and uh, met up with you. And we did episode 118. And uh, one seventeen. Or I'm sorry, one seventeen. Yeah. One off as always. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, we had a great time. And then over the next, after I saw you, I went to Mount Rushmore. Uh, I went through South Dakota to get to uh, to Mount Rushmore. Uh, stopped in Wall, South Dakota, at Wall Drug. 
and then uh, hit just about everything in between and went through all of southern Wyoming, which I can tell you, there really isn't a whole lot there. I did, I was right by Devil's Tower, as Quirk S mentions uh, in the chat. Ooh, Um, did you see it, or was it a little too far out of the way? (laughs) It was a little too far out of the way, but Uh, I I was very close, and I saw a lot of pictures of it. (laughs) And there were a couple people that I I went, huh, kind of looks like a tree, doesn't it? (laughs) Just to see what people's reaction was. And and people who were familiar with the matter then, oh yeah, well you know that's an urban legend, you know. I was like, yeah, you don't say. I, I tried to I tried to tree pill some people, Booberry. <laughs> I, I really did. I tried to tree pilled and barked. <laughs> I tried to have them embark on a journey. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it was cool, you know. I tried. I tried my best, but it, it was it was a nice trip. And then yeah, my last day, I did a big push and. It's good to be home, although my feet really haven't touched the ground since I've been home. I've been gigging and working and right back into it. Fresh. Just right back. <laughs> but I feel fresh though. I feel great. It was it was a blast. I'd highly recommend it for anybody who has the time to uh drive around this great nation. There's a lot of good stuff to to see. And I I, I intend on I'm actually already I'm already working on it. I'm gonna blog or I'm gonna document just basically a day by day. And I'm going to post that w- along with pictures and things like that on my Substack, um, on my personal Substack, the L- the Pan du Lavash Substack, which I never really promote here because I never really use it all that much. But for this, I'd like to um, I'd like to just go do a real play by play for it because I I had just an unbelievable time and I want to document it and uh, and talk about it. But that that'll be for another day. I'll probably have that ready by next week, and then I'll I'll post uh, links for for people if they're interested. You know, it is free as as we are a value value production. So uh, everything we produce is is made available to you gratis. So if you're just interested, uh, went in the trip, went and found that uh, link and. I got that dropped into the uh, the show notes. Or, I'm sorry, the show into, notes into the chat room, but I will there add to go. the uh, to the show notes for tonight. Yeah, you can if you'd like. I I only have oh, I guess I only have day one published. I have a couple other ones sitting in there ready to be published. So mm, there gotcha. isn't a whole lot to read yet, but um, things went off to a bang. I can tell you, and just went from there. But that's a Pan Du Lavash, P-A-N-D-U-L-A-V-A-S-H. And I'll be I'll be publishing that, as I said, in the next week. And, uh, of course... Lavash, of course, is short for Leviticus. Yes, this is true. Yes. Abel, Abel knew that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Abel's a well-read fella, he knows. He's a very intelligent fella, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a sharp tack. <laughs> he gets it. He gets it. He gets it. He's very able. <laughs> he you is. Better believe it. <laughs> he has conquered every color of the crayon box. <laughs> <laughs> he is not a few crayons short of the box. He is all of the crayons. It's fifty-two pack. He has all fifty-two. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I wish I could have met him. I, I was just, a, I was just not able to. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. Well, hey, next year I want to do a big, 
uh, gathering of the uh, behind the encounter at the gathering of the juggalos 2023. That's right. We are in talks. Yes. I remember this conversation behind the encounter at the gathering of the juggalos. (laughs) And to to translate that for anyone who doesn't know, that means boobs and I are going to go meet up with the rare encounter boys, Abel Kirby and cold acid at an insane clown posse gathering a major gathering. The Gathering of the Juggalos. The Gathering. The Ultimate not, Gathering. Not an, not a, the. The, with a capital T. And, uh, uh, you know, anybody who, who else who wants to partake, right? It's an open invitation. Yes, absolutely. Except we won't post it on the No Agenda Meetup website. <laughs> no. <laughs> Due to recent events... Yeah, recent uh, coming to lights, as they say. Yes, new information has come to light, and we uh, we might forego the meetup uh, page for a little bit, <laughs> at least for the good stuff. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, Sunday I went to the Renaissance Fair here in uh, Minnesota. Yes, I saw some pictures. That was pretty fun. I got some pictures posted down at the uh, bottom of the chats. I, it was fun. It was a uh, it was a beautiful day, very windy, very dusty. Uh, so I had, uh, I, I can't just hold... like in medieval days. Yes, most indubitably. And uh, if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes, you can see some of the pictures that we have posted up there. Um, there was, I like, I want to make something like like this. It was a big sheet that says "Good, clean, fun, wet, dirty women," uh, <laughs> and I like that. That's that's good. Hell yeah. And uh, I played a giant game of chess against a kid, and I lost. Uh, oh, it's one of those life-sized ones where you stand as a piece. Mm-hmm. Or can stand as a piece. You're the king or the queen. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so Depending on your preference. That was the first game of chess I've played since the last time I've played, which was on the Chicago Tour against the head electrician. And uh, he thought I was crazy, but I... I made the moves. I made the moves that took the game to a stalemate, and he never expected that. I was there like, you, go. you know what? I might not be able to win this game, but I can damn well make sure that you don't win it, buddy. <laughs> and I We're both going down, pal. He was like, there was one move. I was like, oh, ha, 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 ha. I can't believe you did that. You've sacrificed this piece. And I was like, yes, but you have fallen into my trap that is assured this becomes stalemates. Mm. Mm. That's right. You can't just think you're winning based on the moves you're taking or on the pieces you're taking. There's yes. only one goal and that's to get the king, baby. Yep. And the kid beat me fair and square. I I tried to put up a good fight and I just couldn't do it. Mm. He was all, he was also like telling me the moves for me. And I was like, listen, kid, <laughs> you're going to win. I get it. It's okay. Just let me do my thing. <laughs> so like he, he was familiar with chess theory. Yeah. I would say he, he I would knew say how so. To play chess. Yeah, I, yeah. I do really enjoy chess a lot. So do I. But uh, I could know I could know a little more about theory. Maybe I'm just saying that to lure you into a trap. Who knows? It's trying a to be wary. Harp. <laughs> um, <laughs> what uh, What led you to go to a Ren Fair? Do you go to Ren Fairs often? Every year, if I'm around. Yeah, is it this particular specific one? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I mean, I've, okay. only, I've been to this one two or three times. 
uh, over the past couple of years. We'll go uh, one or two weekends if we can muster it. All uh, right. <clears throat> I don't have any official garb that I've worn down there. I've got uh, I've got some utility kilts that I could probably wear. Mm-hmm. But I think I'd want to go something um, not formal, but something that's a little more, uh, I guess, tailored to the Stuart clan, which is the tartan that I would wear uh, uh-huh. as a kilt. Sure, sure. It it it, uh, it helps if you like pick a culture and go with it. You say, okay, yeah, I'm going to go as a 14th century Scotsman, and then you just commit to that outfit. Or whatever. I'm going to be an Italian Renaissance, whatever, you know, and you just go for it. Or even a cowboy, which I, I kind of see a couple of cowboy type outfits. Well, I was here, just which... I was just rocking the denim jacket, had the BTS shirt, some Converse's, nothing uh, <laughs> too out of the norm for a Renaissance fair, I suppose. No, uh, that's fine. You know, I enjoy them. I like I've always had a soft spot in my heart for uh, such events. It's Me a too. Of, a lot of fun. They are a blast, and if you get involved in a group that does them all the time, it just gets even more fun. But there's a line to be drawn, I suppose. They we also that's oh, good. Well, I was going to say they also had an old uh, typeset printer uh, here on site at the the Renaissance Fair. Nice. Uh, it's gorgeous. You know, there was someone printing on it uh, right as I was getting ready to head out. Uh, absolutely gorgeous piece of machinery, and fun enough. I actually found three separate vintage uh, reprint decks of various types of playing cards. That's cool. One of them was a 17th century, I'm sorry, 18th century Civil War reprint, which I, looks like I didn't put any pictures in the show notes, so let me get some dropped into the chats. And then uh, I found a new tarot deck, which we'll get to here in a moment. It's the Visconti Italian 16th century deck. With the uh, gilded gold backgrounds. Oh, baby. That's gorgeous. Gilded, you say? Yes, with gold. How leaf. luxurious. Oh, my. <laughs> my. Um, But by far, the coolest one of this deck was a 16th century German deck that's got a little bit of a change-up in the suits. Uh, uh, that are depicted on the cards. So instead of your clubs, spades, diamonds, and uh, hearts, mm-hmm. this one is books, cups, jars, and uh, printers, uh, ink, ink um, pads. Ink, yeah, like the handheld, uh, like they kind of look like mushrooms, little uh, handheld ink pads. Mm-hmm. Those are cool. Those are old school. Yeah, it's super cool. I, kinda, I blanked on the name there for a second. For shame. Oh, come on. That's an, an obsolete piece of technology. We haven't, people haven't used those in actual real <laughs> That's what, commercial capacity. Even a I, long think, time. I think Spaz learned on a typeset printer, actually. <laughs> sure. If yeah. I remember correctly. Uh, well, it was like a cool it's, skill to have. It's super, yeah. It's, I don't know, it's just a lot of fun. And like, uh, essentially you're typing as you're laying out all these characters, but you have to do it reversed and backwards, so mm-hmm. right to left with all the letters reversed. <laughs> and people wonder how Leonardo DiCaprio, not Leonardo DiCaprio, Leonardo da Vinci did, pulled that off. Because he would write backwards and upside down, too. 
An ink blotter. Yes. Thank you, Servo. The one of the ink, blotter. ink blotters. Yep. Thank you. From our Renaissance man, Servo, in the chat. Thank you, sir. Bo. Ink blotter. That's cool. Did you know that Benjamin Franklin uh, was a, a printer? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was his main trade. Oh, yeah. He was a big time printer. Yes. He was he running some all, all kinds of rags, my man. Dude, he was the rag man. <laughs> ben Franklin was the rag man of the United States. Hey, yeah, 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 the rag man. Yeah, he's the rag man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be back next week. Uh, I might actually try and get a tarot card reading and see if uh, the reader would let me record it. That could be Whoa. that could be interesting. I'll have to find somebody that would be down for it. Um uh, which could go either way. Um but yeah. Just, know, the gypsies say that if you whoa, yeah, if it's a paid whoa, for Whoa, you can't, Oh sorry. Whoa. Did I say the yes, G word? Yes. Yes. Am I canceled? Am I fired? Yes. My bad. Credit yeah. score just went down. God damn. Uh, so Fuck. Sucks. I suck. Sorry. You dirty bitch! I'm a dirty bitch. <laughs> Bro. Dirty bitch. Come on. We, 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 we've, 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 we've touched and gone on this. We're up, we're up to, like, canceling master classes now, okay? This is I'm, old news. I'm an asshole. What, <laughs> what do you want from me? I, I'm, I told, I've told you this. We first I told you, I'm an asshole. I, so, anyway... Uh, Romanis, the Romanis, the Romaine <laughs> lettuces that travel around. Yeah, they'll they'll do the free, you know, not free. It's not the way of putting it. They'll do a reading for you because if you pay them for the reading, then it, uh, you know, they'll lose their gift. You know uh, what I mean? Funny enough, one of Lightbright's friends said that there. <laughs> she had said it. To, she she had told the friend like, "Oh, you can't say that." And then I came up sarcastically after I heard this. I was like, "Oh, you can't say that." <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's common knowledge. Well, uh, I'm gonna need your job there, pal. Hey there. Hey there, it's buddy. Okay. I, I'm a traveler. I can use the G word. Says Tajunta. Hmm. Yes. Well, there we go. <laughs> I'm traveling east, baby. You know it. Oh, well, that's goodness. Cool. I'm glad you had a good time at the old Ren Fair. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I'm just trying to get over this, uh, whatever this ick was, and ride the. Ugh. It'll dry it out. So, so I'll I'll take Mucinex if it if it warrants it. But the actual the absolute head fog that it puts me in, I just. It pretty much renders you useless for a day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if you go through nineteen by 1920s medicine, what you should do is you should just smoke a pack. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's that's a given. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an easy one. That's, that's medicine. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, sorry, I wasn't trying to imply that you're ignorant in the ways of science. <laughs> You dare, I know that you're a man of science. You dare question my authority? Ta-ta? What's up, Bratmia? Oh, my God. Where, some of my buttons are broke. Oh, no. Booberry broke his buttons. Booberry broke it. Booberry. Oh, my God. Prepare your liquor. 
Oh my goodness. Booby is booberry is just high here. Well, Adam, only my friends call me booby. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking know it. <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> oh my oh my god. Adam Curie. Ah, here we go. Sorry that it took so long. Let's try this now. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. There we are. Yeah. Get me (laughs) Spider-Man. Instead of Spider-Man, I could bring you this tarot card for tonight. Oh, I thought you were going to say, instead of Spider-Man, how about Spider-Person? How about Moth Person? (laughs) Yes. All right. Unequivocally correct. Sorry. I had to be, (laughs) I had to uncancel myself. Now I can get that loan. There you go. <laughs> you know what? You do you do get some points. How about that? Hoo-ha! Uh, for tonight's tarot card, I drew from the new deck, this Visconti 16th century Italian reprint. Uh, and I should state that the other two card decks that I bought came from a local print shop in Minneapolis. Excuse me, the Minneapolis. Oh, sick. So, uh, yeah, shop local. Yeah. Uh, For tonight, from the Visconti deck, we got the upright Knight of Swords. Mmm, the Knight of Swords. The only knight, in my opinion. Knight of Swords. With the uh, gilded nature of these cards, it's kind of hard to get a photo to do it... (laughs) To do it justice, excuse oh, me. Oh, my. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. What's up, Knight? Um, <laughs> yeah, just that, that glare. It's uh, it's a little unfortunate, but um, this is a very traditionally drawn deck. It's uh, it's very reminiscent, in my opinion, of the Tarot de Marcel, um, which is another deck that we've drawn from before. Uh, straight from the, the, uh, the book that comes with the deck, it's a very short descriptor. It says a man or a woman energetic and offers collaboration. Hmm. Interesting. That's it. Yep. That's all it says. Yep. Well, I can I can read it to you in Spanish, German, Italian. <laughs> How about Swahili? Swahili. I don't know if they have a Swahili section. Ah, that's that's not good. They should they should have worked on that. Uh, the Knight of Swords, though, I love the Knight of Swords because th- there's a knight of all of the sweets, but the Knight of Swords is the most knightish knight of all. It's the most Rick Rick of all. It, mm. uh, it has it has a sword. All the other knights, they got a cup. You know, there's a knight getting drunk. There's a wand. Knight thinks he's a, a wizard. Uh, the Pentacle, he's just a, a businessman. But the Knight of Swords is the one who's going to war. It has the horse that is the war horse. It is the the armored and ready individual, whether it be a woman or a man. And uh, Labyrinthos uh, provides these keywords, assertive, direct, impatient, intellectual, daring, focused, perfectionist, ambitious. So this is somebody who is on the war path and is using their cunning and their daring uh, to to try to win Hmm. Yes, it's a card of action. Forward momentum. You're riding into battle. Sword, just ready to cleave from above. Swing, swing. Swing a ding ding. 
when we are thoroughly obsessed by a certain idea and strongly wish to manifest it, we are oftentimes so blinded by the actual desire for its fulfillment that we fail to note the difficulties which we may come across or the actions and consequences that it could bring. The Knight of Swords is a very powerful figure that is full of life as well as energy. This needs to be balanced with a proper and actual realization of compassion and responsibility. Once the knight sets forth towards his goals, there is absolutely no stopping him. He doesn't see and he doesn't care about any upcoming challenges. He is filled with sheer ambition, strength, and determination to succeed with his quest no matter what. However... Mm -hmm. This determination could also blind him to see the potential consequences, consequences uh, on his actions on others as he makes his way to success. He may charge forth into very dangerous territory without preparation or actual foresight, and this could lead him to great danger. Hmm. Indeed. Indeed. You don't want to be too uh, tactless, if you will. Mm-mm. you got to have a little bit of a strategy. Mm-hmm. You gotta you gotta have a little bit of a plan B, a plan C. Because Lord knows things don't always happen the way we want to, no matter how much we want them to happen or even work for them. Sometimes things just don't swing that way. <laughs> I've had worse. You liar! Come on, you pansy. <laughs> it's only a flesh wound. I'm invincible. <laughs> I'm feeling this card. Yeah, I, as, I like soon, it. as soon as I got back, I just wanted to go back out again. I just want to travel more. I just, I'm like, oh god, I, I really like this place and this place and this place. I'm going to go back me. now. Uh, that's uh, kind of the energy that I have, which probably isn't smart. <laughs> Should probably mellow out. Well, I mean, look at the card. Like it's saying, you know, to blissfully charge forth without any real preparation could lead to uh, some unintended. Unintended consequences. Surely, surely, you don't want that to happen. You gotta, you gotta take a breath and go. Okay, what do I, what am I doing here? <laughs> well, very cool, very legal. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on this card? No, I think that sums it up very nicely. Very well. If you want to check out that card, it's posted up at the top of our show notes, which are found over at zososcorner.substack.com. Z o s o s corner.com excuse me, dot substack dot com. You can go check it out. We got all of our uh, notes for tonight, including links and links to clips of stuff that we're going to be playing. You can find it all there. We got our super killer show art. So incredibly happy with this new, uh, new, um, not format. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the new, uh, magazine cover art, the process yeah. processing has changed. Yes. It's uh, it's coming along quite well, uh, but you can also find memes, and uh, we got the pictures from the Renaissance Fair. It's all there. Yeah, we have we have yes. Don't miss our memes; they're good memes. Yes, we hand curate both Booberry and myself the most tasteful, the most delicious memes <laughs> for your sensual palate. <laughs> Stop giving me your silliest battles. You're my funniest clown. <laughs> <laughs> the last meme there is a is a painting of a, a clown smoking a cigarette, and it just says, somewhere along the line, things became too silly for the clown's stomach. 
Uh. But Doctor, I am Pagliacci. Ah, uh, what a deal. And I also love the show art. Uh, you got you can't miss this gif show art of uh, Obama drinking poop water. No, that's uh, not that's not poop water. Or not poop water, uh, uh, flint, flint water. Yeah, that's the lead water. That's leadened in leadened water. Yes, straight from the tap. There's no mm-hmm. way that they just crack it, open a bottle of uh, Dasani for him. No way, Dasani, bro. please. <laughs> he was the president. We're oh, talking, excuse me. We're talking Pierre or mm. Evian. Evian. Did you ever realize that Evian spelled backwards naive? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I God don't. damn it. When when getting behind the schemes gets raw. <laughs> Oh, oh, I see. Running away. You yellow bastards. Come back here and take what's coming to you. I'll bite your legs off. Biting your legs off is behind the schemes. Yes. And, uh, oh, also the opener clip, the closing playout music, all the intermission links are all uh, featured there for you to circle back on if you ever want to check them out. Yes, indeed. That's Zoso's Corner, Z-O-S-O-S, Corner, dot substack, dot com. Mm, indeed. And we do the show live every Monday night uh, following Hog's Story. You can find us over our, at our website, BehindTheSchemes.com or BadRadio.live. Mm-mm. We go mm-hmm. live. Mm-mm. Uh, we go live at about, uh, uh-oh. Oh, here it comes. Oh, oh, they put it back together. Yeah, look at that. Someone just put the goat back together. Dame Bullysteed. Nice. Boosted us ninety nine ninety nine. She says keeping it real, and she just decided to put that goat back together. Yeah. And then it's game time. <laughs> oh, man. What a lucky goat. Yeah. What a lucky goat. Yeah. Be, be free, little guy. Yeah. Just for that, <laughs> you're going to the back of the line. Yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll, get, we'll get back to you in a long while. <laughs> yeah, we'll get you. We'll get you eventually. But I'll tell you what, you're last. All right, buddy. Yeah, Little buddy. Yeah, enjoy it. Just, you better hope the petard doesn't come through. You. Otherwise, you're, you're fucking your goat roast. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, we do the show live uh, seven thirty, nine thirty, ten thirty Eastern, respectively, over at BadRadio.live. Uh, we did have a chat room that you could access through our website, uh, but it looks like Kiwi is down, so go get yourself an IRC client and uh, connect in a, in a more impactful way. Yes, yes. Take control of your own uh, internet relay chat. Yes, indeed. You know you have to. Yes, it's good for you. Low tech is the way to go. And again, as you mentioned, Hog Story, I'd like to give a Lovely shout out to uh, Sir John Fletcher and Miss Carolyn Blaney of The Hog Story, which is a wonderful show that also goes live every Monday night just before ours, 5 to 7 uh, Pacific time, 7 to 9 Central. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, uh, we highly recommend it. Yeah, 8 to 10 o'clock on the East Coast. That's right, for the Easters. The Easters. Oh, my God. That's... Mountain time, you'll have to do some math. <laughs> Bake me a fucking piece of bread. <laughs> Give me something to break. Give me something to break. <laughs> it's all about the he said, she says bullshit. Uh, I think you better quit talking that quit. shit. Or you'll be leaving with a fat lip. Something to break. 
Uh, this is a value for value production, meaning that we can sit here and sing Limp Biscuit all night long if we so choose to, and there's nothing an advertiser could do to shut us down. That's what uh, being on the value for value model means, is that we take zero advertiser dollars or commercial dollars, and instead are entirely producer-driven, meaning that's if uh, there's We're something... invincible! <laughs> yes, you'll never stop me! <laughs> uh... <laughs> And also, Tunta, to correct you, I am not mocking the biscuit in any capacity. I am embracing <laughs> the Durst, okay? Oh, Tunta. Yeah. Woods, Woods, loves the biscuit. Woodstock 99, that's playing in my head all the time. <laughs> Maybe the greatest moment in music history. Yeah. Woodstock 99. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where would we be without it? You know, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm kind of like Chip. But if Chip was there at Woodstock 99 telling people, please get off of the lighting towers and there's just like fire and things crashing down everywhere. And I'm just on the, on the God speaker, please get off of the tower. <laughs> and then someone knocks you out with a giant clod of mud. Well, they lobbed at you from quote, 100 feet. Unquote mud. Quote, mud. Unquote. Mm-hmm. I'll just be uh, polite and call it mud. <laughs> my name is mud my name is mud uh, but yeah if uh if you get any, anything of value out of the show uh feel free to turn around and send some value back that could be in the form of story suggestions that could be in the form of isos that could be in the form of buying a t-shirt if you go over to behind the schemes dot shop uh spelled either way because that's how based make heroism is based and uh, or you can send monetary donations, all that and more. Uh, you can always send us an email, boo at behindtheschemes.com, and of course, lavish at behindtheschemes.com. That's right. Uh, as uh, Sir Booberry so eloquently said, we accept all manners of value, including, of course, information, conversations, anything that uh, you want to hear about or you want somebody to analyze. Well... We love analyzing things, and if there's some uh, information that you think isn't getting enough attention from the mainstream or non-mainstream media sources, well, then just uh, shoot it our way at booitbehindtheschemes.com or lavishitbehindtheschemes.com, and I can guarantee you that we are going to pry into it a little bit. Mm, most indeed, or most indubitably. And get a shirt. I, I went my whole trip wearing those shirts. This is true. I there was not one moment where I was traveling around the country where I was not wearing a behind the scheme shirt because it was comfortable, it was durable, it was uh, stylish. People enjoyed people. It was a conversation starter, you know, particularly the dare oh, uh, yeah, behind the scheme yeah, yeah. shirt. People love that, no doubt. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, we do exist on the podcasting 2.0 network. Uh, what is Podcasting 2.0? Podcasting 2.0 is everything that Spotify and Apple iTunes is not, uh, which is basically mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of gaps to fill, I can tell you that. Yeah, but uh, if you want to check out chapters, transcripts, people tags, oh my god, clips that are pre-built into the show, head over to nudepodcastapps.com, delete iTunes and Spotify off of your phone. Get yourself Take a new one. Take the power back from mm-hmm. these assholes. You know you don't like them. Nobody likes them. So just just find yourself at nudepodcastapps.com. Find yourself a compliant app. Yes. Hi-ya! 
And we, if you do get one and you get one that is, uh, that'll allow you to send boostergrams, that's micro payments of, uh, bitcoins or satoshis that you can send in real time over the Lightning Network. That's a lot of fun. If you don't know any of the things that I just said, uh, well, you should have been listening to Bull After Bull for the past two years. <laughs> I'm yeah, kidding. But I'm kidding. It's not too late. He's, he's just kidding. It's not too late. Can... <laughs> no, it's never too late. Uh, yeah, if you're uh, wondering what people use Bitcoin for, well, guess what? There's a new way that we use it. We, you can uh, you can boost Bitcoin to your favorite podcast, and you can't do that with any of these other fucking lame ass apps. Yeah, you know, if if Spotify had figured it out, they would have contacted PayPal so that you could have a PayPal wallet inside of the app that you could send funds directly from your PayPal account in Spotify to the PayPal accounts owned by the artists of your favorite bands. Uh, but they never, they never did it. They slept on it. They fucked it up. And you can do that sort of thing using Bitcoin now with this podcast in 2.0. That's right. We're living in the future, motherfucker. Let's check it out. Mm-hmm. Don't deny yourself. Yeah. Don't deny yourself. Stop denying yourself. It's not <sighs> like get over here first and then we can help you deny yourself. It'll be a lot more pleasurable in the yeah, end. Yeah. You can deny yourself on your own terms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only deny yourself what you want to deny yourself. God damn it. Permissionless denying. <laughs> you self-disciplining motherfuckers. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Yeah. We got a we got a bunch of boosts to hit. So we're going to we're going to hit them and we're going to hit them good. Mhm. And I believe this is going to be I believe Yeah. Mm-mm. All right. Lorian must be right. 6666 from Servo six days ago through the Booze CLI app. Thank you very much. That's a, that's a goat that he just added to his counter. And then we had another 6666 from Pfeiffer through Fountain saying salute to Pitar. Oh, a little salute. Uh, salute. Salute to Pitar. Oh, shit. It's the hella famous uh, Clip Custodian in the green room. Clip Custodian is what in up? the green room. What up? What's up? What up? El Duderino, you oh, bides, bra. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Mind if I do a J? Huh. You do as you do, boo. Beauty. Hey. Beauty, eh? And we got uh, 3333 from Weirdo. Is it Weirdo or Weirdo? I think Weirdo. It's, I think it's Weirdo, like Birdo from... Birdo? Yeah, okay. from Super Mario 2. I think it's uh, I think it's weirdo, but but I think that everybody should just call everyone something different. You should, if you have your own way of pronouncing someone's name, stick to it. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Word weirdo, weird weirdo. And they said, uh, asked a rabbi how he liked doing circumcision. He said it's not so bad, especially with all the free tips. <laughs> oh my! Oh my goodness! Uh, we had another boost coming from Wordo right after that. 666 saying for frightening groans and moans through Fountain. Both of those were through Fountain. Mm-hmm. Thanks for keeping Fountain alive with the moans and groans. Uh, 10,000 sats. Whoa! From none other than Mita saying, Booberry coming to North Carolina. That's right. Yeah, I'll be uh, going home for... Uh, a week in October. It's uh, the third week. Uh, I'll be going home and visiting family for a little bit. It'll be fun. Very cool. Very legal. Yes. We'll have to figure out. I'm, I'm leaning towards probably not making it on the show, but uh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. 
Sure thing. No problem. Uh, just let me know, and I'll try to, to cover it for you. Mm, no doubt. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah, this is yeah, back, back Chanel's. Mm. And we had another 10,000 sats come in from Metis again through Curiocaster saying cheers. And he's actually boosting the stay a while like wine song. Mm. Yeah. So that's cool a cool guy. God. I always, I like going back and listening to that song. I was like, yeah, I remember when we kicked the new world orders ass that one time. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> well, buckle they never up, recovered. <laughs> They're never quite the same again. No, 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 no. Uh, 6666 from Bully Steed, a.k.a. Kitsune, uh, as, as Kitsune. she, could, <laughs> Kitsune. As she Kitsune. Could be fine in the chat, uh, she said coffee and mind crime in my cup and a fresh BTS on my plate. Hey, yo, hey, yo, eat it. <laughs> Coming in live and fly. Thank you, Dame B. Always, always appreciate the Dame B. Yes, no doubt. I appreciate that. And, uh, stay dry. Stay dry out there in uh, Florida. Eat it, eat it, eat it. God, Florida gets a lot of crazy weather, man. Stay safe and also stay dangerous. Mm. Someone staying dangerous is Pfeiffer for 666 boosting from Boost CLI. What? Boost Clit? Boost Clit? Hmm. Oh, the Reverend. The Reverend Dr. Pfeiffer, who I had the absolute, abject, and absolutely wonderful pleasure of meeting in Kansas City, Missouri, with the bowlers and Cotton Gin as well. And he gifted us a, uh, a beautiful pair of, uh, of of tarot cards. Ah, yes, the, uh, the Starman tarot deck, the, the David Bowie deck. Yes, which I, I love it, and I know Boobs loves it, we love it. Thank you, Pfeiffer, and thanks for the boost as well, sir. And he said, ordinary morality is only for ordinary people. Amen, brother. A fucking men, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no fucking doubt. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, next up was 8888 from the one and only Carolyn Blaney of the Hella Famous oh. Hog Story. Wow, 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 Carb Lane's 33? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Talking about the Carolyn Blaney of the Hog Story? The, oh, my goodness. The one, all caps, and only Carolyn Literally Blaney. Literally the only, yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Carolyn, you wonderful creature. Thank you. And she said, I love this. Booberry and Lavish live doing the show at last? This energy is electric. Ooh. Danger, danger. It's electric. How about Sidge? Limitage. I said danger, danger. <laughs> we uh spoiler alert, we did not kiss for anybody that was curious. No, I didn't have enough money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, Boobsy, he dri- he drives a hard bargain. Yeah. <laughs> trying to match that union rate. <laughs> There's a four you hour. Know, I, a four I hour thought mini. myself being a union man that I would understand the rate, but I'll tell you, <laughs> I, I really got rated. <laughs> I got rated. I got outrated. It was too high a rating. Mm. <laughs> Boobs works for the union. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. The all caps. The. <laughs> <laughs> I made a, a a point of trying to kiss everyone that I met on my road trip. 
Ayo. I tried real hard. <laughs> <laughs> we had uh, 666 from Pfeiffer, speaking of people that you ran into, uh, saying Tuesday Boosty Test. Tuesday. Tuesday. Holy shit, these are all from six days ago. Damn. Uh, yeah, three 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 from a man a man key saying Egyptian was a good guess according to my name. Sumerian is in the area. Gilgamesh, uh Epos, E P O S stuff, aka ancient alien theory, or survivors of Atlantis, winky face. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh. The seven uh, levels of uh was it Madame Blavatsky's uh characterization of human beings throughout time. Atlanteans are one, Lumerians are one, oh, yeah. Aryans are one, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, um, it's uh, what oh, uh, Hitler stole. It's Hitler basically ripped her off. The goddamn Uyghurs. I think they ended up in that list. The Uyghurs are in there? Yeah. Oh, shit. You weren't here for that episode. I wasn't? Oh, it was the... It's the Japan what uh, episode that we had. Oh, yes, you're right. I was not there for that one. I believe we briefly touched on, because uh, I was I was curious uh, from their Eastern Hemisphere take on the the Uyghur issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, let's see if uh, how correct I am. Take hmm. the heaven. That was so much fun. I gotta, I gotta. Oh yeah, look at that. Huh. Moo, the mythical lost con- uh, continent. Ah uh, yes, Moo. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Yes, yes, yes. Excellent. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> way. Yeah, well, uh, Amaki, if you like, uh, I, 67, I, wish... I was there, Quirkus. I was in, I was in, uh, I was involved by episode 67 for sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But you I came, came on, on episode 38 or mm-hmm. 37, I think. 37, 38. 38. 38. Yes. Light and lavish. Yes. Check it out. Because 37 was Dean. And Dean Reiner and Cersei Seats are on. Ah, <laughs> yes. Legends. Do not, te- do not test my autism. <laughs> do not test my autism. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, you're going to cancel me? You're going to fucking cancel me or what? <laughs> I'm going to come over there and cancel you in the mouth. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't afford that. I've had worse. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, next up was 420 from Fountain Through. Uh, excuse me. Who is that? Johnny Potseed. Johnny, Johnny Potseed. Potseed. Yes. I don't know. If oh, that... I know Johnny. Old Johnny Potseed. <laughs> yeah. He said, sounds like a fun time, cool call-in situation, too. Oh, yeah. People like the call-in shows. Oh, yeah. It gets them all fucking riled up. All sorts of riled up. Uh, We got a thousand... Johnny Potseed. I just picture a guy going around the country just quietly dropping a seed here, a seed there. (laughs) You know. Getting curb stomped by the cops. (laughs) Yeah. Don't go through Alabama with California plates. Mm -mm. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. You don't want to do that, dude. Make sure you got your fucking tags right there, buddy. Gurgle mesh. Oh, my God. Gurgle mesh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading the chat. <laughs> I'm missing key context or something. That's, uh, a, that's a good porn name. <laughs> K. 
Can Game you, of Bones starring Gurglemesh. Can you add mutually assured degeneration to the band name list when you get a chance, by the way? Mute, yeah, I can do that right now. Uh, mutually assured degeneration. Sure didn't. It's a little long, but but I'll allow it. I like it. It's a good album title, at least. Assured Degeneration. Got it. It's on the list. And then we got uh, a thousand sets out of Podverse from Nam saying, I got Albie. And uh, Karma to uh, Nam and Daljin, they attempted to do a live show after No Agenda but uh, this past Sunday, but they had a... Uh, Nam's power went out, and then by extension, his internet was fucked, and the internet com- company fucked him for when it was going to be coming back on, and just uh, fuck, 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 double and fuck. Daljin couldn't get into the chat because he was blocked on Kiwi because he 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 uses Kiwi, and, uh, and then he couldn't get connected to the stream. He got it eventually. He got it eventually. Yeah, what a what a uh, a nest of wasps. A wasp nest. So we're gonna give them some karma. You can check them out. They're uh they're live on Tuesdays over at MMO.show. You can check them out before the DH Unplugged podcast featuring uh John C. Dvorak and Andrew Horowitz. I should also say that uh Metis has a show as well. He's got a couple shows, Metis Pod and Fun Fact Friday. Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. both hella fun. Yes indeed. Uh Metis Meet us uh, Fun Fact Friday, which deceivingly usually is posted on Wednesday. Uh, and then you have, of course, MMO, which is on Tuesdays, as Booberry said. It is before DH Unplugged, and the DH Unplugged happens, and then Bull After Bull happens. Yep. That's so we gotta, the Tuesdays are pretty lit. Yep, from 5.30 till about, God, 12.30? There's something Until going they, on. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a full sesh. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I love those bowlers. Yes. Uh, well, what do we got next? Uh, we got. Two- Poor guy says in the chat that uh, she's making a solo cast called Gurgle Sesh. <laughs> Sounds fucking hot. I will not gargle. I will not gargle. I will not gargle. <laughs> uh, we got 222 from Atarcos. A U T A R C O C H O S. Saying, let's boost behind the sham ass. <laughs> sham ass. This show is behind the sham. <laughs> sh- sh- sham ass is like a sham wow that you strap to your ass so you can buff out your car with your just you rub your ass on it. Yes. And there's a there's actually a motor inside of it that causes it to vibrate to help. Um, oh, yeah. I guess stir up the dirt is what they're kind of going for. There's a technical term for it. Um, as you like, yeah, vibrate it's called stuff. aceration or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, uh, aceration, laceration, hmm. Lacer- Yeah, I I need to go acerate my car real quick. <laughs> Come on, kids, <laughs> lacerator. <laughs> I barely know her. <laughs> oh, dirty. Oh my goodness. And next up was 5555 from Mary-Kate Ultra through Fountain. No message. Mary-Kate, thank you. Yeah, so you can find her work over at marykateultra.substack.com, the great unthinking. Uh, Why you're not subscribed, I don't 
I don't know. You, you should be subscribed. Yeah, I, this you're you're really failing yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even even you know what Adam had to say? It's magic, Dave. It's magic. Yeah, it's magic. Magic. Let's get some gold. Good. <laughs> good. Yes. It's good. <laughs> Uh, so thank you very much, Mary Kate Ultra. They also run the behind the schemes thread the shop where you can get some t-shirts. Very yeah, that's legal. right. They they clothed me from my whole trip. So thank you so much. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I didn't think about it in that specific regards, but yes, you're very right. <laughs> that's right. Without them, I would have exposed myself to half the continent. You can't have that. You should write an autobiography and call it "Expose Yourself to the Nation." Yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah. That's a good. That's a good one. I will something like that. Exposing myself, national exposure. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yes. MaryKateUltra.substack.com. The great unthinking, or the unthinking, not the unthinking. The unthinking. I always want to do that too, <laughs> but I think it's yeah. because we say the great unzipping. The un. Yeah, the great unzipping. Yep. But unzipping mm-hmm. is not a word. Unzipping is. The great unzipping, the great it, it's awakening. All, it's all very loose. Mm. It's all very loose. Uh, we got a 111 from Atar Koss again through Fountain. And then a thousand sats out of Fountain from Rizo Me Ryan uh, saying, Great, excuse me, great chat again on episode 117. Also love the deep dive on the Radium Girls. Can't wait for the next mm. one and love my new BTS shirt. Oh, shit. Hey, yo. Awesome. Rizom Ryan, getting it, getting it, brah. Yes. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's a branding thing. <laughs> uh, then we got 25,000 sats from Pitar. Damn, son. Out of Podverse. Pitar. Big baller. Yeah, he wasn't able to make the live show uh, last week, so there was a lot of people making sure that the goats were really stacking up in his steed. Because he is the known goat-boosting maniac. He and, is the boogeyman of the goat ranch that we have here. Yes, and his and message... they fear Pitar. They, <laughs> even those non-fainting goats will faint when they see Pitar. <laughs> yes, yes. And he the said... The one that was uh, put back together earlier, I think, remembers Pitar well. <laughs> it knows. <laughs> I remember all. I remember. I remember everything. I remember everything. <laughs> oh my god! And he said, uh, "He said born. he said appreciate the goats, comrades. Hell yeah, Pizar is a comrade of ours." Yes. Thank you for goat comrade. Oh yes, <laughs> das. Uh, then we get red s- goat. <laughs> we got seventy three sets from Atarkas from Fountain. And then we actually have a string of boosts from the Mere Mortals book reviews. Kyron Down put us in a split for a, it was a massive 24 person split that this crazy mofo set up and uh, it all worked. And uh, there was all sorts of boosts coming in on it. Um, You did it. You crazy son of a bitch. You did it. (laughs) That crazy bastard. He really figured it out, didn't he? You fucking did it, didn't you, buddy? Uh, Yeah, we got, uh, I'm in this was, uh, Mere Mortals podcast. Uh, that's Kyron show saying sending on sats that Pizar boosted to the V for V show, but I didn't have my split ready yet. Make sure to give him some love. Uh, thanks there. 
Thanks to every, this is another 10,000 sat boost saying thanks all for appearing on season two of the value for value podcast. I learned a lot reviewing all of your shows. Here's some extra sats to show my appreciation. You're all awesome. Kyron. No, you No, no, you good. sir. No, you man. No, Thank you. you Kyron. Yes. You, you fucking did it. You crazy bastard. Yes. And, uh, yeah, we got Cole, uh, Cole, M, uh, Cole McCormick one. I'm boosting this from the future. Value for value works. Another one from C lewd. Oh, hello from the future. Yeah. Keep up the hard work. Kyron, your show is a great listen. I've consistently used it to find new book and podcast re- recommendations. I can't wait for season three. Yeah. That's Amir mere mortals book reviews. And he also has that podcast value for value. Ah, which, uh, you know. We're familiar with a little bit. Mm. Yeah, we know a thing or two. <laughs> we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing. Wait, hold on. I can't do that. That's a, that's an ad. Uh, right. <clears throat> and now we have finally reached tonight's boost. <laughs> tonight's boost. Thank you all, everybody, for the, for the boost. This has been awesome. Thank that you. that was a, a very thick list over this past week. It was hefty, hefty, hefty. It's so thick. Uh. We're just coming up Millhouse. <laughs> Everything's coming up Millhouse, man. <laughs> uh, we got Midas boosting through CurioCaster, boosting the live tag. He said for sixty nine sixty nine sat saying, that car looks nice, but that muffler seems exhausted. <laughs> Midas, you dirty man. <laughs> you dirty man. Dirty, dirty. You dirtied my armored suit. You dirty bitch. You dirty bitch. Well, thank you. Thank you, Minas. Thank you, Minas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that'll that be my autobiography title. Muffler seems exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> your autobiography will be called, is that your car? <laughs> Looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> Mine now. Uh, then we got 3333 from Bully Steed saying, oh, look, cool guy boosted. Yeah. Only cool guys boost here. <laughs> no nerds. You know it. This is a nerd-free zone. And she was boosting out of Fountain. We had another 500 sats from Midas through CurioCaster saying, testing chatroom karma via gal, Midas++. Uh, well, thank you again, Midas, for the for the uh, another boost. Yeah, 500 sats again, gal++ from Midas. Uh, and yeah, if you want to, if you at any point want to give gal the chatroom bot set up by Servo that hangs out in the hashtag green room, all you have to do is boost 120 sats, and she'll dole out some karma for herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she'll she'll service herself. Yeah, treat gal, treat herself. Yeah. She wants you to want her to want to give herself karma. Me. Me. Oh, sorry. That's right. Oh, no, God. sorry. <laughs> Just thinking about that cheap trick song. Oh. I want you. No. Oh, God, I hate that. Yeah, no. Booby's been trying to ask gal out on a date, and just give her some karma, would you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then we had from Dane DeLorean of the Bowl After Bowl podcast. DeLorean. For a whopping 80,085 sats. You know Whoa. that number. You love that number. You want to curl up into that number and just eat it, eat it, eat it. Just want to bury your face in that number and. <laughs> she said, tit one, tit two, boobs for boobs and. Lavish. Uh, Blueberry and lavish. Uh, just uh, motorboating a bunch of boobies. 
Wow. Mm. Well, thank you for the boobs, DeLorean, and also thank you for the boost. Yes, and uh, I'm going to have to... Let me let me go. I'm gonna go over here to my little stockpile. I'm gonna grab a little Tunta Karma if I could find it. Maybe not. Bummer. I was gonna. I can't find that Tunta. Hey, hallelujah. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. Yeah. I don't know. What, I don't know what happened to it. Where's the Junta? Yeah, I don't know. It's all fucked up, man. Oh, maybe this one's it. Let's see. Nope. Hallelujah, a woman. Ooh, double track. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> that was Junta. Uh, I need a new soundboard. <laughs> Don't we all? Oy. Right, so thank you very much, uh, DeLorean. I'll have to. I'll, I'll get that. I'll get that ready for you on the fly next time. Or on the ready, I mean. Yes. Just need a bigger, bigger soundboard. Need a bigger soundboard. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have enough room for my 1,300 clips. I just need a 1,300 button soundboard. Yes. That's all I need. I'm going to turn this wall over here to my right, just the giant fucking MIDI board. You just It's like you're being in a psych ward, you know, yeah. where they have the cushion walls, but they're just all different buttons. <laughs> Where's that? Where is it? Where's that ice? <laughs> I'll find it. I'll find it. <laughs> Eventually. Um... <laughs> Thirty-three, thirty-three from Bully Seed out of Fountain saying the Scaly Show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No doubts. And then mm-hmm. a ninety-nine, ninety-nine from Bully Seed again out of Fountain saying keeping it real. Keep it real, fam, family. Oh, thank you, Bully Seed. I appreciate it. Kitsune. 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 Uh, and then we had from Chimp out of Podverse for twenty-six thousand two hundred and sixty-two sets saying. Pretty sure Obama was drinking hot dog flavored water. Is he fucking <laughs> ain't hanging out with Ethan Klein of H three H three? Yeah, he, he brought in uh, about sixty five thousand dollars worth of hot dog water from Chicago through certain channels. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, disgusting! And, uh, he, and he wiped his uh, his mouth off with a nice uh, walnut sauce uh, napkin, a map. Walnut. If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. And knowing's half the battle. Knowing is half the battle. And uh, I believe that wraps us on, uh, gets us all cut up on Boostergrams. That was a huge, thick list. Thank everybody. Yeah, that was thick as shit. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate that. Um, Y'all are thick. Yeah, so thick. Oh, so thick. If you want to get in on that action, all you got to do is treat yourself over at nudepodcastapps.com. Find yourself a nude podcast app and get producing a value for value production tonight. You can make that show uh, anything you want, baby. Once you're initiated, mm-hmm. man, you become initiated. Yeah, it's very sloppy. And it'll piss your nanny state off. It's a branding thing. Hi-ya! Do a commercial, you're off the artistic roll call. Every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore, and uh, end of story. We're really powerful. <laughs> We're MK Ultra over here. Well, buckle up, Buttercup, because here it comes. She is a darling of the New World Order. 
easiest way that you can help support this show is by calling in and leaving a voicemail number on our voicemail line at 612-263-7999. Hit them what's again. on your mind? Yeah, what's on your mind? What's How are you doing? How's that grind? How's that grind? What's in your mind? You, you're doing it all the time. You yeah. Give us a call at 612-263-7999 and let us know what's on. You got to tell us about that. that. Yours. <laughs> you got to tell us about that giant pile of rinds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, here's our first uh, scream mail. Uh, hey. Uh <laughs> Um gosh. Uh I just feel so lucky to be included in this show. Um, I just wanted to say that I fucking love you guys so much. Uh, I, I gotta admit, I kind of fell off a bit. I started listening around episode 90 ish and then I got a good 10 in or so. And then I just, uh, I haven't been listening for the past couple months, the summer, basically the summer. And uh, I've been tuning in again. Fucking love it. You're killing it. It's great. Uh, Um. Yeah, keep it up. I have the right you, number. <laughs> you make me feel you, the good feels. I got. Uh... <laughs> um. Real quick, lavish caller. I just wanted to tell you that I love you. I love you too, caller. Yes, thank you. I love you. Yes. If Collar is who I suspect Collar is, I hope your transition to greener territories has found you well. And uh, I believe there might have been some um, some special fungi friends <laughs> in uh, in assistance. Sounds very interesting. Ooh. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Take a little. Take a little trip. Huh? No. Well, you know. A little trip. <laughs> huh? Oh my goodness. Uh, it's good for you. It comes eat from the it, eat it, eat ground. It. Uh, eat it it's from the ground. <laughs> Ew, you're gonna put that in your mouth. It came from the ground. Oh my god. Uh, the ground. You know what's <laughs> in the ground? Poops on the ground. Oh my god. You know what they put in the ground? Dioxin. Okay. They put motherfucking dioxin in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Giant barrels. Are you just gonna put that in your mouth? You're just gonna make it. Genetically modified ground collar. Watch out. It'll eat you up. That'll do it for you. Oh, damn. We got we have quite a few voicemails. Um, oh, should we do one more and then, and well, then maybe let them stew? It, it appears, and I don't want to assume, but I think we might have a lengthy two-parter. Uh, a lengthy two-parter. Yeah, so maybe we should save it so we can uh, get. She to... was begging. Oh, sorry. What was oh, it? Oh my goodness! What did I? I <laughs> doesn't now. Now, uh, I don't know what this is. Love everyone and fuck you, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, oh, that works. Yeah. All right. We'll uh, we'll we'll return back to the voicemails. We've been going. Damn. How long have we been? Ooh. Have we been on for like over an hour now? Yeah. Holy shit. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> having too much fun. <laughs> well, you know, that, it's our show, so fuck it. 
Yeah. <laughs> you want to make the rules? Fine. Fine. I guess. I will. Yeah. Then. Well, yeah, make the rules. What what kind of die are we rolling tonight? Okay, 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 okay. How about we roll an eight-sided die? Oh, no, 12-sided die. Okay. Closest to three. Okay. Wins. <gasps> and gets to choose. Uh, goes first. How about that? Closest to three, 12-sided die, winner goes first. Yep, got it. That doesn't bode well. Fucking roll a three, bitch. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a five. That was pretty close. Five's not bad. Five is not the winning number, though. Yeah, I got, I got a critical success. Yes, this is... Uh, I don't think you could have hit it any harder. No. I mean, I could have, but... No. <laughs> They didn't owe me money, okay? No, no, no. It didn't, uh, you know, didn't ask try- for it. I'm not trying to uh, make sure I don't have to come back a second time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying, you know, did I stutter? No, I don't think. Well, I probably did. But even if I did stutter, did I? Stutter? Yeah. I barely know her. Hardly wrecked her. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> You're acting like a real gypsy tonight. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fun fucking fact. That's all you got. Amen, motherfucker. What you got? What you got for material tonight? Booberry, I traveled across this great country. I traveled, oh, I don't know, at least seven, eight states. And I didn't just like kind of, I mean, I ripped through them like shit through a goose. I went through these states. Okay. <laughs> Fucking tore it up. Talked to people. I met people. I, I You did uh, things. I did things. I did some people. <laughs> things did me. Things, pe- things did me. Some people did me. Okay. Some, some people pe- did me with things. <laughs> <laughs> I did some things with people, etc. Okay. If it was possible, I, I did it. I, I did a lot of stuff. And, uh, and I did a lot of traveling, did a lot of driving, dude. I was, I, I drove over, you know how many miles I drove? Guess how many miles I drove? I'm going to say 2,107. You would be almost there. I drove 3,300 miles. Oh, shit. Roughly. Give or Honestly. Take. I mean, looking at my odometer, that's actually how much I drove. I drove 3,300 miles on my trip. It <laughs> if sounds you appropriate. Believe that. Sounds appropriate. <laughs> and no, C-dubs, I did not get the monkey pox. I did not get the pox. You want to? I, I am very... Disease-free, thank you very much. Uh, so I drove 3,333.33 miles, and guess what I saw for a large chunk of that trip? Corn? 
Yes. Oh, soybeans is my next answer. Oh. Uh, well, it turns <laughs> out that corn, apparently, is a big fucking deal. Yeah. There's a lot of it out there. Oh, There's a yeah. shitload of it. <laughs> they ain't making our sodas any other way. Nope. <laughs> Soda, peanut butter, uh, most snacks, most processed foods, just about all processed foods in the country have high fructose corn syrup in them. And high fructose corn syrup is made from processed corn. And that corn is grown all the fuck over the place. There's so much corn in this fucking country. Who owns the corn? Who grows the corn? Where does the seed come from? Well, the answer may not shock you. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Please play corn one with our friend. And this is RFK Jr., Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who you may have heard before. He was on talking with some people about corn. Virtually all corn grown today is, you know, 95, 98% of it is Roundup Ready corn. It's, um, it's, uh, Roundup, it's Monsanto's corn. Yeah. They sell the seeds and they sell the herbicides. It's a, it's a closed circuit. It's a closed circuit. And they also implant in the seed, they've done other genetic manipulations that allow, that, that creates a plant that reflects the sunlight, certain spectrums of light. You can actually fly a plane over the cornfields with a special camera, which is what Monsanto does. They can photograph it, and they can know from the air which around up, which around up ready corn and which corn is natural corn. And they have a list of all the people who have paid for their corn. If you're a farmer and you happen to have their crop on your property and you haven't paid for it, then they sue you. And that's, that's right. you know, one of the things that makes them very notorious. Those lawsuits against individual farmers, a lot of times they've, they've got Roundup corn on their property because of drift. Because, yeah. you know, the corn drifted onto their property, but it's not what they bought. Wait, wait, just to, to recap that, that's important. So basically what happens, because of wind, there's a farmer who has regular natural corn and a farmer who has Roundup-ready corn, and it drifts over to their farm, and it starts growing, and then Monsanto sues them because right. they're growing their, their genetically... Their seeds have become pollinated their by Roundup Ready. Mm. God help us! <laughs> Rape corn. Indeed. Well, you know, there's no God here, just you and I. And, uh... <laughs> God. What, is uh your, what is your cornfield to a God? <laughs> there was corn in that fucking flint water that that bammer was drinking yeah we should probably sue this town they should sue bammer god just sue everything sue everything in fucking sight i i really like the little bit in there they talk about how the the corn is designed to reflect light in a certain way that monsanto just flies planes over fields of corn and can tell through a special camera or whatever, what is their corn and what isn't. And if and if any of that corn drifts over with the wind or some seed spills off the truck or whatever, if any of that finds its way onto the property of um, an independent farmer, independent property, then Monsanto comes in and takes those people over with lawsuits. 
Mm-hmm. Sues them to hell, brings their corporate lawyers to the field, literally. And uh, and eventually, you know, the, the, the goal is to acquire that land and acquire that business. So in that way, they are like literally waging war on farms and trying to conquer them. They are conquerors. You understand? Yes, conquerors. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now, did you know, Sir Booberry, that corn is only the second most produced uh, per weight, I think is what it is, uh, second most produced uh, vegetable in the country? Would that surprise you? And the and the other one is, number one is not soybeans. Hmm. So there's one greater than corn. Yes, or at least one more uh, voluminous of quantity. I don't believe it's wheat. No, it's not wheat. It was probably tobacco at one point, but not anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's not soybeans. Corn, wheat, not tomatoes. Very common vegetable, obviously, something that people eat all day long. Hmm. Is it tomatoes? Oh, uh, yeah. you know, oh, it is? Yep. Oh, shit. You got it. Tomatoes. <laughs> That's right. All those tomatoes that they grow out of those fucking cheap little spongy things. You know, they're like fake tomatoes. They're not real tomatoes. Yeah. They just look like delicious and juicy and big. Plump. But uh, when you they're eat light. them, they taste like nothing. They taste like they're fake. They're fake fucking tomatoes. I mean, unless you grow tomatoes in your garden or, or you know, at home, it's, uh, oh, it's Servo's correcting me. It's not cheap spongy things. It's rock wool. Sorry, it's not cheap. But it makes for a cheap tasting tomato. You know, I do hate tomatoes, so. Do you? Do you I, not like tomatoes? I do not. But have you had one from, like, a garden? Not in a long time. Not in a long time. I hate tomatoes if they're from the store, and, I, and I'm obsessed with them. I love them if they're from my garden, which I have. I have a garden. I grow tomatoes every year, and uh, I, I can't think of a world without them. I love them so much. I, today I made a pizza uh, with the sauce that I'd made from the, from the tomatoes in my garden. Right. Delicious. Now, I did spend a couple of summers uh, working on the farm that was uh, next to us in high school. And for a couple of weeks there, that's all we did was harvest tomatoes. And you just get home and you're green Mm -hmm. from all of the pollen. And just everything just smells like tomatoes. I I was already kind of on the fence about them. And then that happened. And I was like, ugh. These guys You got totally burned out on them. You you were inundated with tomato. Yeah, and uh, I did that with weed once, and it didn't work out that way. I, I ended up liking weed more, but I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. Servo says Rockwell is a hydroponic medium, a spun basalt rock. Hydro veggies can be good, but you can bet the mass producers are skimping on nutrients, and that's what I agree with. I think they don't have the the proper stuff. You know, these are these are these these tomatoes are denied. Uh, those things, that which makes them tasty. And apparently Junta says that uh, Mousy Bear uh, makes some of the best tomatoes around. I don't mm. doubt that. Some nice, some nice maters. Nice maters. <laughs> uh, but anyway, this isn't about tomatoes. Uh, although, 
that that is an interesting topic that maybe we should cover one of these days. Uh, we have corn, and corn it takes up a lot of space. The tomatoes they're done in a way where you have these vines they wrap around and around. You you know because you worked it, and uh, and you can condense a lot of food, you know, into a very small amount of space. And that is one of the reasons that corn is such a big deal is because you can you can make so much of it uh, in such a small amount of space. As a matter of fact, there's a, an example of a certain, we just picked little samples of a certain sweet corn farms that are around the country. Sweet corn specifically being the number two most produced vegetable in the country. If you could play corn too, sweet corn size. In terms of yield and value, sweet corn is the second largest processed crop in the United States, behind only tomatoes. In 2021, the total value of the sweet corn crop in the United States was around $777 million. Hmm. That's, you know, a pretty decent chunk of change, I, I suppose. Not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. Nothing to sneeze at. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you could take that home to your, you know, to your, uh, to your fancy's father to impress him. He'd be like, <laughs> Father? <laughs> Look at the seven hundred odd million dollars I made this year, Father. Ha! Huh, chump change. Huh. <laughs> what are you gonna do with your life? Back in your grandfather's day, he wouldn't even get out of bed for a measly seventy-eight million. Hm. Oh, Father! <laughs> I must you poo me so. <laughs> oh, you bastard! Fa- oh, Father, Uncle! <laughs> oh, Father, Uncle! <laughs> Uh, Uncle Father. <laughs> something, something, something. Uncle Father. <laughs> oh, Uncle Father. <laughs> I have a, a, another example of a, of a particular Flor- Florida farm where they have. So they have. Uh, they show in this clip that I have, which of course is in the show notes of Zoso's Corner. Substack.com. You have uh, mass industrialization. You have these giant machines that plow through the fields. And, and just fucking harvest so much corn all the time. But you also have these private farms where they bring uh, people in. They bring laborers in, usually from South America or Mexico. And these guys, uh, you know, they make a pretty penny, and they're out there just wailing on these things. Uh, please play Corn 3 Florida Farm. The first place we will visit in this video is a farm in Florida. Here... Millions of sweet corn are hand-picked by workers from Mexico and Guatemala. Every October, more than 5,000 workers flock to sweet corn farms to work, and the average salary each worker receives is about $17 per hour. Currently, Florida is the largest sweet corn-producing state in the United States. In 2021, the sweet corn planting area here is about 37,300 acres, and the yield ding, ding, ding. is around 327,000 tons. Oh, buttons got stuck. Uh, I was just A couple thinking, of 33s in there for your good hire. Yeah, $17 is more than I was making working at the goddamn theme park, fucking doing outdoor decoration installation. 17 <laughs> bucks an hour is not bad yeah. at all. I mean, it's... It's above the federal minimum wage. Yeah. So for, you know, a, a laborer who is assumedly, you know, 
maybe uh, an illegal laborer, that's a pretty damn good fucking salary. Yeah. And you see them in the video, and they are they're earning it. They're going there. There's like a there's like a machine. There's a giant conveyor belt, and these guys are just macheteing fucking through corn, corn stalk after corn stalk. Bam, bam, bam. They throw the corn on the conveyor belt. Bam, bam, bam. Throw it in the bin. And it just goes on and on and on. They're they're crushing it. I mean, it's a lot of corn. <laughs> Have I made that clear yet? Hold on. I got to write that down. That's a lot of corn. Yeah. Don't forget it. Yeah. <laughs> now, highlight Blueberry. It. As as Robert F. Kennedy Jr. said, what who owns ninety five to ninety eight percent of the corn in the mm, in the country? Is that Bill Gates? Ooh, close. He owns the land. That's for sure. Love dicks. <laughs> he loves them. <laughs> Fucking can't get enough of. Them. Uh, who? But we're talking about the seed. We're talking about the plants. We're talking about oh shit. We're talking about the pesticides. We're talking about the fertilizers. We're talking about. And all of that. Are are you implying that it's not, uh, that it's not Monsanto? Oh, is it Monsanto? Oh. It was Monsanto until Monsanto got bought up by a certain company called Bayer. Ah, uh, that was my next guess. Monsanto slash Bayer, if you will, if you will. Now Bayer and Monsanto. In the beginning, were two very different companies, started at different times by different people. They are now conglomerated into one entity. And uh, to go into the history of Monsanto and Bear would take too much time for one episode. So in, in this instance, I focused on mm-hmm. Monsanto. Oh, thank you, DeLorean. <laughs> um, I decided to focus on Monsanto. Now, are you familiar with the origins of Monsanto and how they really made their first big bucks. Uh, probably war effort of some capacity, defense contractor, and some little sort of pissy smidgen of an operation. Um, mm. That's my think, general take, but I don't have anything concrete. I think that that is an excellent, uh, an excellent guess or, or, or a statement. Uh, if you could please play Corn 4, Monsanto, in Vietnam. In Vietnam, clouds of toxic gas scour the countryside. Uh-oh. It's 1971, and people are dying. The U.S. is at the end of a violent chemical campaign. Since 1965, U.S. troops sought to rob Vietnamese forces of food and foliage with the indiscriminate spraying of 123 million gallons of the herbicide Agent Orange. 4.8 million Vietnamese people were directly affected. And to this day, as the toxic chemical still lies angry in the landscape, many more are born with birth defects and health issues. And one of the primary companies supplying that gruesome chemical compound was none other than Monsanto. Up until the late 90s, Monsanto was a chemical company that grew to power by supplying deadly toxic concoctions to the U.S. military during their imperialist endeavors. From Agent Orange to DDT, Monsanto brewed up these mixtures primarily for war. But when peace rolled around, Monsanto, All right, like let's, any let's tricky salesman... Quick- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let's let's kick it up a notch, okay? And a one, and a two. Scoodly diddly do. You know, maybe it wasn't all so bad after all. Maybe there was, <laughs> maybe there was a silver lining to this joint. 
No, it's it's peacetime now. So now we're playing jazz. <laughs> you like jazz? Holy shit! So that means that the uh, god damn, I can't remember the name of the company, but we covered it on the uh, the Missouri Ghost Town Poisoned by Toxic Waste. It was uh, yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah. a company that was selling product to Monsanto, I suppose. Now, funny that that video failed to mention that. Hmm, makes you wonder. Hmm. Um, well, you're right though. It's not just Monsanto, but also the suppliers that work for other companies. It's not just Monsanto that's doing this. There's plenty of companies that contractorception. Exactly. Yes. It's just materials and um, the the foundation of the industry. It doesn't start with Monsanto. They're just the most famous ones. No doubt. Uh, shall I? Let me take this back a little bit. Sorry to pause that on you. No, no. But when peace rolled around, Monsanto, like any tricky salesman, quickly found a new market for its chemicals. Agriculture. Oh, yeah. By transforming their weapons of war <laughs> into herbicides and pesticides, Monsanto oh. introduced a militaristic mentality to farming by waging war instead on the soil, insects, and weeds. For years, Monsanto's number one tool was glyphosate, but you probably know it by a more familiar name. Quite literally, Monsanto characterizes their customers as cowboys with Roundup as their pistol of choice. With the all-new no-pump one-touch wand, it kills weeds dead and keeps weeds gone. Roundup, extended control. But Monsanto's Roundup kills more than just weeds. It kills the soil by... Oh, I'm sorry. Wrong button. Quite literally, Monsanto characterizes their customers as cowboys with Roundup as their pistol of choice. With the all-new no-pump one-touch wand, it kills weeds dead and keeps weeds gone. Roundup, extended control. But Monsanto's Roundup kills more than just weeds. It kills the soil by damaging the presence of certain beneficial microbacteria, which decreases soil fertility in the long run. It kills beneficial plants like milkweed, which is the primary nesting foliage for monarch butterflies. It's led to superweeds. Its production created a number of toxic mines and factories that continue to pollute surrounding towns and watersheds. And above all else, it kills people. Glyphosate has been deemed a probable carcinogen by the World Health Organization, with one analysis asserting that long-term exposure to Roundup's glyphosate increases your chance of contracting non-Hodgkin's lymphoma by 41%. There's a lot to unpack on that. I was trying to actually mark the clip to take it back. I, I didn't mean to restart it there on you. Oh, that's all right. No, I, you're right. There is a lot there. It's kind of a heavy clip. I, I, I mean, M- Monsanto is calling it the one, one pump wand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anytime you hear the word wand, <laughs> your your ears should perk up a little bit. Oh, if yeah. If you're familiar with the... Uh, the secret circles, etc. Uh, oh my god! You definitely want to want to be attuned to that sort of thing. Uh, and then the milk thistle—that's something I've taken quite a bit of to kind of help. Um, I guess uh, kind of ease back some some life choices, you know. Surely, it's a lot it's of a lot of time spent at bars. You know, it kind of wears on you. Uh, but a I do milk thistle goes yeah, a long way. Yeah, it's good for your liver. Um. Yes. God. Well. Well. I mean. Shit. There was a lot there. The uh, fucking with the butterflies. You know, that's a part of the food chain there. Big um, part of that. Huge part of that. The. Uh, I feel like if the World Health 
or the WHO felt that this might be a probable threat. We should probably shut down everything for two weeks to flatten the Monsanto curve. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks is flattened the Monsanto. <laughs> Don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. Mask up and get rid of Monsanto. And seeing seeing some people talk about in the green room some uh, yeah, close this families. Is, and- this is a straight, I think this is something that is personal to a lot of people. I think that a lot of people have had, uh, you know, direct... They have had their lives directly affected by these sorts of things. If you live in an agricultural community, if you live by these farms, then you are affected by them. And then, of course, there are some people in here who's who had family who fought in Vietnam and uh, were were up close to the the original war machine that Monsanto used to be. Uh, you know, raining down Agent Orange and napalm and these sorts of things, all kinds of chemical warfare that was going on at the time. And so this is a this is a sensitive subject for anybody who has been afflicted by this. You know, of course, we we give all all our love and all our jaws blesses to you um, if if you're in that position. And uh, here, here's a little five star karma. That's right. The, we, we wish you a power up. The other oh, you want a power up for him too? Yeah, give him a power <laughs> up too, and maybe a, maybe give him a puzzle piece as well. Yeah, that's the trifecta right there, baby. No doubt. The um, the other thing that's interesting is so when we were covering, uh, Clow, uh, God, I'm already blanking on his name. Hubbard, the um, German chemist who was uh building chemical war, uh, chemical weapons of war for the Germans during World War One. His process was one of agriculture first, and then became a weapon. And then Monsanto took a weapon and turned it into an edible weapon. Yep. Kind of crazy how that works. Yeah. It's, uh, it seems like uh, the pr- the right path, you know, they would go down. You know, they get the war machine peacetime. Okay, well, now we wage war on food and on people. Once a killer, always a killer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. But it's not just bad enough that these guys actually have such a huge stake in the seed itself. Uh, as I said before, they have stake in how to preserve the plants, how to protect them from insects, the pesticides. And it becomes a sort of a vicious little cycle where Monsanto owns the seed, the pesticides, you know, everything. And, and you have to use those products correctly or else the corn doesn't grow and you're not allowed to well i'll, I'll get to that a little later uh th- there's much more to it it gets it gets kind of sticky please play corn five pesticides air monsanto doesn't just offer weapons to kill weeds however it also supplies farmers with another insidious form of militaristic farming, pesticides. And out of the thousands of pesticides available, Bayer and Monsanto's best sellers are neonicotinoids, a group of chemicals derived from nicotine that attacks the nerve cells of insects and essentially overstimulates them until they die. 
In the U.S. alone, it's estimated that neonics pervade over 150 million acres of farmland, with 90% of corn and 50% of soybean seed coated in neonicotinoids. This extensive use of insecticides has had dire ramifications. Many studies point to neonicotinoids as one of the main drivers of colony collapse disorder in honeybees, which has decimated pollinating honeybee populations in the last two decades. And because neonics are water-soluble, they seep into our crops and our waterways, affecting biodiversity in every direction of the food web. The consequences of neonics like clothanidin and fipronil look like the loss of flight for house sparrows, decreased immune response in Japanese quail, and impaired swimming abilities in fathead minnows, just to name a few. In short, Rachel Carson's Silent Spring is happening once again. But of course, it will be hard to pull Bayer away from this lucrative business. In 2018, the global neonic market generated $4.42 billion in revenue. The solution then must run counter to an obsession with scorching the land with pesticides. Jesus. Yeah. That's huge business. Not just for agriculture, but for normal people as well. Um, For lawns, for... Well, Any sort of private, you know. The other interesting thing is after World War One and looking into World War Two, chemical warfare was still being developed, but it wasn't being utilized on a wide basis because uh, mostly it was felt that, like, if one side started using it, then all of the sides are going to start using it. But essentially it was all nerve agents like uh, VX gas. And um, uh, I don't know if Zyklon B was necessarily a nerve agent. I can't remember. Was probably, mustard gas a nerve agent? No, nerve gas, or I'm sorry, mustard gas is like, it's it would cause blisters on your skin and whatnot. Mm. Um, and Fritz Harbor was his name, by the way, the uh, the chemist from Germany. Um, mm. But yeah, the, the, the VX gas is stuff that's really nasty, and it, it goes straight for your nervous system, and it just, you know, it's like every muscle engages to its max capacity, and uh, is not letting off the brakes. Um, yeah. I, I think that the development of uh, the aeroplane probably contributed a lot to this sort of thing. I mean, you can you can launch mortars of gas cans or whatever, but you can you can lob things over a wall. But until airplanes really really were developed, I think uh, that's what that's what allowed this to be used on such a massive scale. Yeah, you're able to rain it all down. Custodian's got an interesting point. No money in chemical warfare. <laughs> Rubbleize. Rubbleize. <laughs> if Fletcher makes a good observation, what happened to Zyklon A? I think the Zyklon A was the original um, pesticide that had the uh, irritant in there. The one that had the, the actual like smell, the noxious smell added so that you, you knew that you were being poisoned. Mm. i.e. to get away um yeah a little warning yeah and uh i think it would make you nauseous too if you took it but and tasteless mm, uh, my favorite kind of toxic gases uh, or yeah 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 the zyklon b they made it tasteless in uh, hydrogen cyanide that sounds pleasant yeah oh my Sick shit filthy 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 uh so that's uh, that's uh, what Monsanto's going to go on. So they they develop all of these things, and then 
they try to, as I said before, uh, sort of push against the independent farmer. People start buying their products, start using their products. And uh, if uh, if people don't use their products, well, they have strategies to deal with that, too. People like Corn 6, lawsuits, and GMOs. It was a windy day in Canada when Percy Schmeiser went to answer his front door. He grabbed the handle, cracked the door, and immediately was served a lawsuit from Monsanto. To his knowledge, he hadn't done anything wrong. But it soon turned out that the canola seeds that had blown into his field a while back were Monsanto's property. Because, after all, Monsanto was patenting their herbicide-resistant GMO seeds and then restricting their use. And one of the rules Monsanto constructed was that farmers were not allowed to reuse Monsanto's seed, which, it turned out, is what Percy Schmeiser accidentally did. Farmers were, and still are, required to buy new seed from Monsanto every single year. This is just a small taste of the Monsanto Bayer seed empire. 60% of the global seed market is owned by just four companies, with Bayer controlling 31% as of 2017. These companies achieved this monopoly by buying up smaller seed sellers and then patenting GMO seeds so that their Roundup-resistant corn variety couldn't be traded or replanted without legal repercussions. This also means that once you've started to use Monsanto's seeds and chemicals, you're stuck in a deadly spiral, which is exactly what's happening to farmers in rural India. There, Monsanto's BT cotton seed is king. 90 to 95% of cotton comes from the BT GMO seed. When it was commercialized in 2002, the seed promised a decrease in pesticide use while still maintaining pest control and higher yields. This was made possible because the seed was engineered with elements of pesticides within the plants. The idea being that you wouldn't need to spray as much because the plant would just kill the insects instead. But since 2002, it's become very clear that that dream is just, well, a dream. The GMO BT cotton has actually increased pesticide use because pests like bollworms grew resistant to them, and other previously non-target species like whitefly and the mealbug have emerged as new pests. On top of that, yields have declined as acreage of BT cotton has increased. In fact, according to Dr. Vandana Shiva in 2017, 31 countries were ranked above India in terms of cotton yield, and of these, only 10 of them grew genetically modified cotton. (laughs) Nice, huh? Oh, oh wow. So just to recap... They genetically engineered uh, certain properties of certain pesticides that developed to be naturally within the seed itself. So when the, when the cotton grew, it had properties of their pesticide in it. And the claim was that they weren't going to use the pesticides as much because the pesticide's already in there. It's great. The cotton's so deadly that it just kills the bugs if, if they come anywhere near it. But ultimately, it had the opposite effect. They needed to use more pesticides because... The, the pest that existed previously uh, developed a, a tolerance to it, and then it even generated a few new pests along the way. <laughs> How great. And it fucking, and the yields went down too, so it wasn't even growing as much a usable product as before. It was, a, it was a total lose-lose on this development. We actually have a, a, a very brief boots-on-the-ground report uh, this appears to be what the, uh, I'm not sure if it was a weevil 
what sort of bug we are talking to here, uh, but this is what they had to say about the situation with the pesticides that they were being introduced to. Ha! That barely left a scratch! <laughs> yeah, the mealworm's like, this isn't even my final form! <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is a pest but a miserable pile of secrets? <laughs> nah, but enough! <laughs> Have at you! Oh, isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Uh, I will wrap this up with one last clip uh, on the topic of these poor these poor Indian farmers. I mean, are just at the absolute mercy of these fucking assholes. And oh, Judah just posted a funny Wikipedia. Not funny. It's not funny at all. Um, farmer suicides in India. There is a an entire Wikipedia page just for farmer suicides in India. It's a national catastrophe of farmers committing suicides, usually due to their inability to repay loans. Mostly taken from landlords and banks. Also, on this matter, I did read an interesting uh, article that was written by Mark Twain way back when, in uh, in the post-Civil War era. And he talks about how once uh, slaves were freed, how they were also trapped in a certain business cycle. So th- this, is, this isn't this is sort of a new thing, per se. This is just the modern version of it. But when it comes to agriculture, there's always a, a bunch of rich guys at the top that are trying to control uh, the profit of all of the industry, and they also leave the people who actually work the land and own the land in a perpetual debt cycle. They they owe the, the lion's share of this year's crop and uh, a fraction of next year's crop for every due round of uh, financing. So, yeah, I'm it's reading, a very uh, tough industry. 296,438 uh, Indian farmer suicides since 1995. That is a lot of uh, suicide. Yeah. We we should it shut down the world for, for <laughs> two weeks to flatten this curve. <laughs> oh, that'll flatten some curve. Oh, Jesus. Uh, our last clip here, clip seven, uh, on uh, more troubles coming from India, please. Adding insult to injury or price increases, which brings us to this graph. With the rise of Monsanto's BT cottonseed comes the rise of not only seed price, but also labor, insecticide, and fertilizer cost. In short, over the course of a decade, Monsanto created a predatory seed empire that drove up costs for Indian farmers, yet delivered very little in terms of yield or quality. Indian farmers are now stuck between a rock and a hard place. They can either attempt a hard transition away from the system or continue down its destructive path. Bandana Shiva and many other farmers and activists, however, are showing us hope. Showing the world that Monsanto's and now Bayer's seed and chemical paradigm doesn't have to be the only way. I wonder if we'll ever see the uh, Indian farm initiative. Some sort of parallel to um, to the beef initiative here that Texas Slim is heading up sort of a um a breakaway agricultural uh shield 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the movement of Cesar Chavez. Yeah. Something in that vein, you know, certain rights or certain uh, injustices are repaired. Uh, man. Tar- tar- target on site. <laughs> Caesar, you've lowered your targeting computer. Is everything okay? Oh my God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Servo uh, lightly puts this little fact in the chat room. Farmer suicides count for 11.2% of all suicides in India. Rough. That is rough. Not a cool number. It's it's kind of a morbid topic, and and I'm sorry that uh, we're we're going to this dark place. But this is behind the schemes, and this is a scheme, and schemes are are awful sometimes. Um, so yeah, this is and you know just to give you a, a, a view into my life, this is what I think of as I'm driving down this beautiful Kansas City freeway, looking at all this corn. This is the kind of shit that's going through my head. This is this is what I do to myself. This is my own fault. This is what I do to myself. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to do a little, do a little thing on, on Monsanto and on corn and, and because it goes well beyond corn as well, as we said, it goes all the way to the cotton industry in India. I mean, this really has no bounds. There's no national, uh, limitations to what this corporation is doing to the world and doing to literally billions of people all over the country. Mm. I'm sorry, not over the country, all over the world. Belzebub uh, is around the corner. It's, it's an ugly thing and people should know about it, should be informed on it. And it should be uh, as much a part of the curriculum as anything else. It's the most important. And I think that uh, especially given the light of the recent little uh, meat initiative situation going on, that, uh, it's important. You know, Texas Slim, he, he makes a, a great point on seed. He talks a lot about it. He knows a lot more about it than I do because him and his family have been in that business for decades. So you, you can know, always find more information on it. You know what would be a super, um, just like huge, uh, how, how do I phrase this politely? Like, you know, if you had really huge sexual reproduction organs, right? And yes, you had on. a year. You know what would be interesting to try and attempt? A Thanksgiving dinner that was supplied by only Bitcoin. Like if you threw a giant family sized Thanksgiving dinner and everything that you uh used to pay for the food provided, you used Bitcoin for it. That would be kind of cool, I think. Where does, what about the, having the big, where does that come into play? What? 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 Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. No, sure. I just like, you know, is just thinking about all of this Monsanto stuff. You, you, if you could find enough, uh, I guess, local farmers that were taking some sort of alternative payment outside of dollars. Oh, sure. You know, but it's, you know, it's just kind of a fancy mind experiment, you know, throw it out there, see if there'd be anybody else that might be. You know, interested in looking into it. Could well, be that's fun. part of the boost, the boost the world initiative started by Cotton Gin himself. <laughs> oh, and Sir Spencer says that we have beefblock.io. So you've got some beef on the blockchain, I guess. 
Oh, I haven't seen this one. Interesting. Hmm. I wonder if this is the one. Oh, that's looks like a close to Kansas City one, maybe. Hmm. And to be fair, Kansas City, because Junta says lavish, so California, and he drives to Kansas City, all he sees is corn. Kansas City is in Missouri. I drove to Kansas. Kansas had the corn. I didn't see so much. The only bit of Missouri I saw was driving up to Minneapolis to, to hang out with you. Uh, but it was Kansas in particular that had all the corn. Mm-hmm. There is a Kansas City, Kansas, but, you know, nobody lives there. <laughs> No doubt. Well, cool. Yeah. That's uh, I I like the. I mean, I don't like it, but uh, I appreciate the uh, agent 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 orange and Monsanto crossover. Uh, that that's pretty pretty satany. Yes, it's very satany. Yeah. It's it's so satany it hurts. Hmm. Yeah. So you know, watch out. There, don't eat too much corn. Grow your own food, but also just pay attention to what it is that you're growing, where the where the seed comes from, that sort of thing. Because that's the point where we're at right now is you need to if you if you travel other places and you eat food other places, you can tell the difference. You can tell that it's not modified. It's not going to give you fucking lymphoma. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just, you know, be wary, people. You got to get behind the schemes and the schemes will get behind you. Damn straight. Uh, shall we, um, shall we wash the Monsanto out of our mouths with a scream ale or two? Yes, let's do it. You got that, that mighty two-parter? Yes. Yes, we do. And here's the first one. <laughs> God, I love that. Um, hey. God, I love you. It's been a long time since I left a voicemail. I know how much it upsets certain people that are very important to you, but I really wanted to share this Nothing's with you, and to I'm going to do it. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it occurred to me that I never told you this when I was on the stream with you guys. I guess it just never came up. And you know me, I'm long-winded, but I boring <laughs> and unfunny from what I keep getting told. But this is a story you might be interested in. It's just that I moved to uh, Minnesota 14 years ago, and <clears throat> for four of those years, I lived in this building that was subsidized by Salvation Army, and they were efficiency apartments on Broadway Avenue. So you just had one main, like, huge bay window, and... um Okay, I have time. <laughs> just checking. Huge bay window, just gigantic. Like I could stand on the ledge, and I think it was like, I don't know, nine or ten feet tall. And <clears throat> I started listening to some of the local streams, and, you know, when I found out that Mothman actually had visited Minnesota, there were many stories, the ones that of people that came through of, Seeing Mothman in parts of Minnesota, I used to just gaze out in the window and try to manifest them. Like, just it would terrify me. I would shit myself and I would just freeze into oblivion. I, I would. I would just die of fright. They find me white-haired and <laughs> gray-eyed, but it would be worth it. 
just flat, flat outside. <laughs> and I was on the fourth floor, so I was up looking at the sky and such a noisy, such a noisy area I was in, but I, I used to fantasize about that. And I wonder when you first found out about Mothman um, stories, if you, have you ever fantasized about experiencing a Mothman? Oh my. Do tell. <laughs> Thanks. Have a great show. Well, thank you, Colin. Have you ever fantasized about the Mothman? I think many of us have. <laughs> I can't reveal all of my secrets. <laughs> <laughs> what is a moth but a dirty pile of secrets? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> D- indeed. <laughs> I've uh, never done a moth. I'd do one, though. The... Uh, I'm trying to think if um well, I'm trying to remember the first instance I remember of ever hearing about Mothman. It had to be the Mothman prophecies, the actual movie. Um God damn, I can't remember that dude's name that's in mm, it. Mm. I know. I know, Lorian. You either. <laughs> um Mm-mm. by the way, that was Widow Garrett was in five hundred sets. Saying Roundup is evil in many ways, Kill dandelion, kills dandelions that are greatly beneficial to our health while also causing the ailments. Dirty scheme all the way down. Mm. Fountain. That was one of the first things I did after getting sent home in 2020 as I fucking went and there was a, just a huge explosion of dandelions in our backyard. And uh, I just started clipping them all. And then I put 180 proof vodka in there and made a made a tincture out of the dandelions mm-hmm. out of the actual flowers it's supposed Good to for you. It's supposed to help with uh like a tums antacid if i remember correctly mm-hmm. good for the tummy good for uh good i hear it's uh anti-cancer by its cancer cells and then monsanto kills the dandelions with things that cause cancer now, as far as I, I suppose fantasizing about having an encounter with Mothman or any specific cryptid, I guess I never really considered it in that capacity. Uh, it wasn't ever something I feel like I went out of my way to try and experience. Um, though it could be interesting because I've went to i've been to a couple of places that uh i guess in in the guise of like going to experience something a little weird and spooky uh not ghosts but just um like if you're wandering around in uh a hotel that was converted from a civil war hospital in the late 1800s and you're wandering around at three o'clock in the morning, you're going to feel some shit. I don't care, you know, what you have to say about it or how you feel about it. <laughs> there's, there's just, uh, these imprints. You'll um, feel the discordancy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like given the right area, especially, uh, in a place like Washington, Dean Reiner's had several, uh, crazy stories about, his trips up into the wilderness and whatnot. Um, I'm definitely not opposed to it. Taking a camping trip and 
really trying to go ham, trying to catch some go shit. A little, go, yeah, yeah, go on a little hunt. Not a hunt, but a search. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not a hunt. <laughs> Not a hunt. <laughs> Mr. Hunt. First name, Mike. Nice to meet you, sir. Oh, Mike Hunt. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you. Um, Goodbye. Sh- shall we continue with this next voicemail? Let's. Let us. Oh, I dare. <laughs> um, so help me out here. I was looking through, trying to figure out if you guys covered a topic. I haven't heard you cover it. But you know I haven't heard all the episodes, and I was searching on the Zophobie sub stack, which looks fucking amazing, by the way. <laughs> you have no, done you. a lot of work on it. No, looks you- great. Um, yeah. Well done. Well done, sirs. Well done. I give the the finest, I give thou <laughs> the finest of golf claps. Um, <clears throat> I was looking through, I was searching through. It took me a little bit to figure out how to search through the posts, the archives. I was trying to figure out if you guys have ever discussed or done any research and discussion on the Hellfire Club. For some reason, Damn. <laughs> it's been in my mind lately, and uh, I figure I'd like to do a little bit of more in-depth research because of what I do know is just surface, possibly misinformation, and uh, maybe regurgitated. I haven't done any deep-dive work on the fucking Hellfire Club because they terrify me. They terrify me more than the Illuminati. <laughs> I know it's stupid, but that's how I feel. Probably because they have Celtic roots, and so do I, predominantly. And um, you Celtic yeah, son of a bitch. I mean, they're extremely, from what I understand, malevolent occult cult. <laughs> they're a malevolent occult group, um, and there's so much more about their rituals and their locations and. Are they really still practicing? Why the fuck not? Why wouldn't they still be practicing, just maybe under another name? Um, so forgive me if uh, if you discussed it on any show and I missed it. It's not in any of the notes that I found. I also searched my emails of the substack substacks I have, and I couldn't find any mention of it. So, again, forgive me if you have, but if you haven't, would you consider doing a little discussion on it? Hmm? Hmm? Oh? I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, yeah, they really are fucking scary. Man, how far back do they really go? Farther back than recorded history, I bet. Oh, I, shall, I shall see. See if I can find something you can't find. What can you find that I? Well, thank you, caller. Uh, funny yeah. enough, I do have some material pulled, not prepped, but pulled uh, for the Hellfire Club. It came up in conversation with an unnamed individual over unnamed context, because uh, I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, yes, the Hellfire Club, it's... Um, it's uh it it kind of came back to light 
with the most recent season of Stranger Things. That was the club that I believe Eddie was his name. He was running the yeah. D&D club. Yeah, the uh, yeah, D&D club. Nice illusion. Uh, but it was also a prominent uh, evil organization, the Hellfire Club, in the X-Men comics. If you ever got into, uh, into those in the... Um, I couldn't even name the year. Probably the 70s or 80s. Dark Phoenix Saga, like right before Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, in a nutshell, the leader of this organization, the mastermind, was basically mind-fucking Jean Grey making her think that she lived in this Victorian period and all this crazy shit. And, uh, eventually he was able to like, um, kind of shut down the Jean gray personality totally and got the, uh, Mary Magdalene. Was that her name? You know, kind of a super, super biblically sort of reference, right? Uh, Mary Magdalene. Yeah, sure. Uh, Think it was so, so she she went all the way to Bible times, or made her thought she was like the the second coming of Mary Magdalene, or uh, I think she had just taken the name over. Um, they just kind of named the character. Uh, Jean Grey basically becomes this evil version of herself, known as the uh, Black Queen. Uh, kind of mm. racist, uh, but it's been years, years, years since I was really deep into comics in that regards. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, the real, I mean, not the quote-unquote real Hellfire Club, but because uh, I'm not familiar with the comics one, and I'm glad that you brought that up. And I'm glad that that somebody understands the references of all the, the earlier comics, which are obviously the good ones. Uh, but the real Hellfire Club seems to be, as according to the Book of Knowledge, uh, several exclusive clubs for high society people mm-hmm. in uh, England and Ireland. And uh, they were they were meeting places for quote unquote persons of quality uh, who wish to take part in what were socially perceived as immoral acts, <laughs> orgies, orgies, orgies all the way. Uh, you know, no matter what, if if you put enough restraint on people, as soon as they break from that restraint or have the opportunity to break from it, they will go as far as the pendulum swings in the other direction. So the orgy's off. No, no, sweetheart. <laughs> Toots. No, 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 no. Uh, no, but, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's um, that's the material that I got videos pulled. I just I haven't clipped them down. Is the uh, the actual English uh, iteration, the real world one, mm-hmm. uh, which which of course Quirkus is referencing. Um, it's uh, pretty spooky stuff, man. Always, everybody loves a good secret society. Yeah, and and the idea that there is a secret society that goes so far back as to be have been officially formed since prehistoric times—that's the sort of thing that's alluded to with you know mystery Babylon and that sort of thing. If if a club is around for long enough, then it has it gets the power because it's thousands of years ahead of the competition, or hundreds, or well, thousands. We're talking about the big ones. The big ones. Yeah, it was the biggest, maybe the biggest, ever. The biggest secret organizations ever. No, no organization's been more secret. Yes. <laughs> it's so secret that I don't even know about it. 
That's, I'm joking. I know all about it. I know everything about it. Oh, Dark Phoenix Saga is 1980. Oh, yeah. Actually, mm. if if, uh, if anybody is legitimately interested, Comic Book Girl 19 does a fantastic overview of uh, this whole saga, the Dark Phoenix Saga. It's really good shit. Oh. Yeah. I would highly recommend it. That's a booberry recommendation, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Um, well, uh, we got plenty of voicemails that we can get back to when, uh, we come back from intermission, I suppose. Uh, it is about that time. Yes, I would say so. Uh, I have a quick intermission. Uh, this one was crafted by yourself, I believe. Yes. It's a, it's a little folky, a little folky for you folky folks. folks. Yeah. Um, uh. trying to think if there's anything super killer baller that I should shout. Oh, there's a Malachi track in here. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, get excited for that. Shout out to Malachi. And got some, uh, <laughs> well, presidents of past and present. Some good stuff. Present, um, presidents of present. I got you. Yeah. But, uh, we'll be back for second, second half after this, uh, after this intermission and we'll get into some music stuff. How about that? Yeah, deuces. Jesus is a zombie, I tell you how I know. I read it on a billboard back 13 miles or so. Well, maybe he's a vampire or a goblin, I don't know. Cause I'm told the Romans killed him 2,000 years ago. Jesus is a zombie, and I tell you how I know. I read it on a billboard just north of El Paso. I saw a Waffle House divorce your spouse for 225. But the sign that got me thinking said Jesus is alive. Jesus is a zombie, and I tell you how I know. I saw him with his thumb stuck out, a walking mighty slow. So I pulled off the highway, and he jumped in the car. When I asked how far you're going, he said the nearest zombie bar. We pulled into a tavern, and we sat down on a stool. There was dead folks walking everywhere, and I felt just like a fool. They handed me a plate of brains with eyeballs on the side. So I picked up my fork and spoon, thought I'd give it a try. It tasted just like chicken, and I almost asked for more. Until I spilled the eyeballs, and they rolled across the floor. And it was a little awkward when the barkeep picked them up. He mixed a bloody Mary, then he threw them in the cup. Well, the clock struck 3.16, and Jesus gave a wink. That's when I realized that we had too much to drink. We pulled out of the parking lot, still gorged from that fine meal. And I was feeling kind of sleepy, so I asked him to take the wheel. Turn the page. My life was in his hands as we sped across the river. We'd eaten all that we could stand, our breath smelled like raw liver. He handed me some chewing gum that was a lion on the floor. And I tore off the wrapper 
and I threw it out the door. He said, you know, litter is a sin, but everything is fine. When we get to where we're going, I'll turn water into wine. You'll see gods and angels, souls and saints, and a few of your ancestors. Your dead dogs, cats, and chickens too, maybe even old Aunt Esther. Well, the sun was sinking in our mirror, and the air was getting cold. I said, let's make a left up here on that street that's paved with gold. We came around the corner, and I was hoping we weren't late. We pulled up to a toll booth to this pearly gate. A sign that read, two bucks a car, according to the meter. We spent our money at the bar, I have to owe you one, St. Peter. They told me I could wait outside if I wasn't here to stay. But Jesus, you can come on in, cause you've already paid. Well, I shook his hand and said goodbye, he exited my truck. And I told him, thank you, Jesus, and he just said good luck. I was thinking I'd been dreaming after all I'd just observed. But then I passed another sign, said, get the money you deserve. Yeah, Jesus is a zombie, i tell you how I know. I read it on a billboard back 13 miles or so. Well, maybe he's a vampire or a goblin, I don't know. Cause I told the Romans killed him 2,000 years ago. Yeah, I heard the Romans killed him 2,000 years ago. But guess what? We got a lot to do. Gotta say hi to me. (laughs) We go back a long way. She was 12, I was 30, but anyway. This woman helped me get an awful lot done. Any rate. The N-word. You know what the N-word is? It's no, no, no. It's the nuclear word. He mentioned the N-word yesterday, the nuclear word. Not supposed to be mentioned. Birds do it. Bees do it. Even educated fleas do it. Let's do it. Let's fall in love.
Come on now. Let's go!
Holly turned to Behind the Screens. Starring Uberry, 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 and Lavish, 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 Lavish. Welcome back to second second half of Behind the Schemes. This is still episode one eighteen, and it is now officially September twenty seventh, twenty twenty two. That's right. It is September 27th, 2022. Uh, beautiful Monday night. We're live every single Monday night at 7.30 Pacific, 9.30 Central, 10.30 Eastern. And hell, 8.30 uh, Mountain Time. I'll give you guys a phone tonight. <laughs> can't Why for- not? Can't forget our mountain friends. No. I spent way too much time in Mountain Time this last two weeks to to not give them some love. So <laughs> thanks for housing. Don't, housing and housing. Don't, uh, don't sleep on Mountain Time. No. Never. As a matter of fact, just proceed straight through. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, I guess it is a uh, nine twenty-seven over in your neck of the woods at this point, right? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, we might be in. We <laughs> what is it? No agenda says alert the affiliates. We <laughs> might be running a little long. <laughs> yeah, the, we went ahead and uh, alerted the affiliates during the intermission. Yes, uh, we made sure all the uh, memos were faxed out throughout the various yes. floors. Dotted the I's and crossed the T's. <laughs> you see that T over there? I'm going to fuck that T. I'm going to cross that T. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm going to dot that I. Uh, oh, yeah. It reminds me of a... We were on tour in Chicago, and one of the cast members looked at uh, a good friend of mine. He was the head carp. He's like my guy when it comes to bosses. Mm-hmm. And uh, this cast member looked at him. One night they were at the bar. And they were on a Tinder date, and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> they looked at the head carp and said, "Hey, you see that guy over there? I'm gonna fuck that guy." Amen, Delorean. Ah, oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, G of the Midwest came in at the perfect time with three, four, five, six, seven sats. Oh shit. 34,567 sats. That ain't no chump change. Oh, we don't often see sequential boost. That's fun. Must send boost. (laughs) Especially starting from three. It's pretty sweet. Very dirty. Yeah. Thank you. Who is this? G of the Midwest. G of the Midwest. Yeah. Wow. Midwest G. Full send. Yes. Well, thank you, G of the Midwest. Uh, hello and welcome. Hello. Hello. Hello there. Hello there. Uh, we should go ahead and hit some of these other boosts that came in during intermission. Uh, let's see. We had a 6666 from Servo using Boost CLI. He said, RIP GOAT at Monday 26. Hold on. I should do this like a, um, like a <laughs> voice machine. Monday, 26, September, 2022, 10 o'clock, 52 seconds, p.m., uh, PDT. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, you know, I try. <laughs> and then we had another one pretty, from Servo. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good. Um... And then we had uh, 3333 from Servo. He said, period, at Monday, 26, September, 2022, 9.58 p.m. And now you know. And now you know. Now you know. Well, very Thank cool. you, Servo. 
Yes, thank you, G of the Midwest. And uh, we got Widow Garrett, right? And Widow Garrett as well. Yes. That's correct. Yes. With, I believe 500 sets. Yes, through Fountain. That would be correct. Yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you, uh, Widow Garrett. Yes. Yes, thank you to all of those folks. Nude podcast apps.com if you want to treat yourself. You no, know, I think Widow Garrett, I think I caught Widow Garrett in a BTS shirt. I, uh, on No Agenda Social. I think that this is also correct. Yeah. I think she was doing, uh, I think it was the antisocial social cult. Mm hmm. Damn straight. Look pretty fly. Look pretty fly. Yeah. I must say, if I may say so myself. Well, you are what they describe as a self-professed expert. Oh. <laughs> Is that what I say? Uh, that's, that's what I say. <laughs> are you me? <laughs> Am I you? You are not me. You are you. What? Huh? That's some. That's a. That's a total recall reference for anyone out there. We should. That should be on our list. Ooh, yeah. There you go. Total Recall. I love that movie. It is hands down one of my favorite Schwarzenegger films. Oh yeah. That's e- yeah. Easy. One of the best. One of the best ones for sure. That uh, take half of it takes place on Mars. What is there to not like? Yeah. Sharon Stone's kicking his ass. Yep. There's a some girl has three titties. It's good shit. No doubt. Hashtag winning. <laughs> Can it get any better? I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, well, this is the part of the show where we like to thank the people that came out to help produce this week's episode, episode 118. Uh, and we had a couple of PayPal donations that uh, I'd like to shout out. Uh, first off, we had... Uh, I'll, I'll do reverse order. We had Sir Crossstitch with his monthly support of $5.33 come through. Thank you. And then we also had Tunta with his monthly donation of $3.33. Thank you, Tunta. Hallelujah, a woman. Hallelujah. Uh, Sir yes. Crossstitch, Tunta, thank you. Yes. Speaking of hallelujah, a woman, mousybear.com for some, uh, wellness, uh, elderberry gummies. That's right. Some organically made, uh, delicious, and good-for-you gummy snacks. Mm-hmm. You can get special bowl-after-bowl shapes. You can get behind-the-scheme shapes. Yeah, they sell, actually, a lot of different shapes. Like, seven or eight different kinds, the last time I checked. Mm. But, uh, you know, if you listen to this Ooh, show... they got keychains now? Shit. Ooh. Damn, you know son. We're you gotta have a little keychains. Can I eat them? <laughs> eat it. Eat it, eat it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mousybear.com. Oh, it looks like they got the, uh, oh, I see. <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I'm looking at the shop page. I was trying to figure out. Uh, they have some, let me, let me just describe them as fun autumn colored gummies that look delicious. And uh, I can just tell. I mean, Candace doesn't sound like anybody that ever let you down. She'd uh, help ease those aches and pains. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Candace, if you're a little uh, Candace be yeah. backed up or anything, you know? Yeah. Good old Candace. Ease your ways. Oh, wow, look at these. So, Oh, some of them are sold out, you guys. You better get out there and, and get them before they're gone. Because people are obviously enjoying the hell out of them. 
And then uh, the last person we had to come through. Oh, do you want to read uh, this next one off? Because they sent in some ISAs. I gotta. I left them in another folder. I gotta circle back for them real quick. Uh, where would I find this? It's on the top of the show notes. Oh, it's in the show notes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Very well. Uh, let's see here. Sport on sport. Oh, you're talking about the big one, the big Kahuna. Oh yeah, the biggest. Oh kahuna. my goodness. What what a kahuna it is. Uh, Make Heroism has sent in a donation of $95.25. 95 and a a quarter. Wowie zowie. Uh, And that is, uh, oh, that's uh, from all the people buying the BTS swag at BehindTheSchemes.shop. Which I guess can be spelled either way now. That's pretty cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, behind the schemes, SCH3 and 3S or SCHEMES dot shop. That's Either, right. We satisfy all customers. Either one of those will take you to the uh, to the Threadless website. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so we got that. He also hooked us up with the new URL, and that's, that's definitely awesome. And uh, there's some new ISOs to boost, to boot. Oh, to boot. New ISOs to boot. And he sent along. Yeah. <laughs> that's see, that's a tricky one. There could the, be, you know. These are. Uh, I watched that whole video. By the way, I got a link there. It's a conspiracy researcher, uh, a fact checker, if you will, and mm. they are doing a full deep dive into the, uh, I guess, the subsect of conspiracy theorists. Uh, amateur researchers uh these are she's doing a deep dive on transvestigations mm. are you familiar with this the conspiracy theory that everyone is transgender yes uh which and it starts off with a beautiful man woman I, named I mia Mulder. i thought she was hot i like the name too mia Mulder. uh from sweden if i'm not mistaken Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, girl. Yeah, she got it going on. Sometimes it works. <laughs> uh, but uh, here's some of those ISOs. Baphomet. <laughs> Baphomet. 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 Ah, that is a very, yeah, so that's a nice way of pronouncing it. That's kind of a rare way. You don't hear it pronounced that way very often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so dramatic. Oh, my goodness. Baphomet. Uh, what's this one? We, as a society, have been controlled by the transes. This means that every president, every first lady, every high-ranking politician, every famous actor throughout all of world history has been trans. (laughs) Including Hitler, Stalin, Mao, Churchill, Roosevelt, um, everyone. Everyone is trans. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if this is a... Let me see. Everyone is trans. Ah, uh, shorter version of it. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, trans icon. Mary Todd Lincoln, <laughs> also a trans icon. General Ulysses S. Grant, four-star general, trans icon. Yes. <laughs> oh, who's that one... Uh, dude, fucking Kyle the Sniper, trans. <laughs> <laughs> Snipers, broskies. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh my. Well, we we simply have this posted here at Zoso's Corner. At Zoso's Corner dot substack dot com. Transvestigation. The conspiracy, conspiracy theory. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. everyone is transgender by Mia Mulder. Inverts, a brave and worshiping woman. Satan, are all controlling the media and all of the world in order to sacrifice children to our dark god, Baphomet. Baphomet. <laughs> I love it. Baphomet. <laughs> what are the odds that that's the truth, right? What are the odds? And <laughs> Sometimes... The reality is stranger than fiction. Uh, I got one more from him. Inverts worshiping Satan. Inverts. <laughs> Not a convert, an invert. <laughs> um, speaking of weird pronunciations of uh, Baphomets, uh, I found one of Beezlebub. You'll stay one step ahead of Beezlebub. <laughs> Beezlebub? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Definitely never heard that. Is she Australian? Um, no. Uh, just again? unlearnt. You'll stay one step ahead of Beezlebub. <laughs> she's, she's not American, though. She, was she English? I don't think so. It's, uh, it was the same lady as the beginning one, uh, from the be- top of the show. But be warned, the moment your curtain closes, it may be that you face a fiery pit and realize the demon has won after all. But for fame, That's fortune, and yeah. a lifetime on top of the model earth, wasn't it worth it? Oh, yeah. Okay, Australian. I can. I hear that now. Definitely. Or something like that. Maybe not Australian, but it sounds very Australian. Hmm. Beezlebub. 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 Throw another basil on the barbie. Sorry to all our, our all of our Australian listeners. I'm, although I'm sure that they, yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad a try, mate. Well, I think that uh, wraps our producers for tonight. Uh, so incredibly gracious uh, for everybody that just shows up every week to hang out in the chats, call in, and listen, and uh, send support. Mm. Tailoring this show to your very exquisite taste. <laughs> yes, very exquisite taste. Uh, yeah. That's part of being a producer. That's part of the, the whole value for value situation. Is uh you really do have a lot of control mm, over mm. what it is. But yeah, that's right. That's right, DeLorean. She mm, knows. Mm. She knows. Well yeah. And she said from oh, who is this? Fletcher, thirty eight twenty five out of fountain. He said forward slash me lies on the floor behind lavish like a cucumber behind a cat and he's got a a link to an iso and that iso how surprising surprising. let me take that back sorry how surprising (laughs) excellent how surprising (laughs) would you jump on the floor is the best would you jump or would you be like oh yeah what up cucumber I mean, would I be lying on the floor, or would I be... I think the implication is everybody's on the floor. Well, then I'm not jumping. (laughs) Of this, you can be certain. Swatingly. Swatingly. Ah, yes. Well, thank Thank you. Thank you, Sir Fletcher. Yes, thank you. And uh, thank you to all of our producers for tonight. That's greatly appreciated. And, um... 
I suppose uh, we should do another voicemail. Because we got uh, one right here. Do it. Do it, man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Silence? Uh-oh. Silence? Hello? Caller? Caller? Baphomet. Caller. You'll stay one step ahead of Bezelbub. Caller. Hello. Uh, Hello. It's a it's a blank. It's a dud. It's a misfire. Oh, it's a blank. It's a, oh, it's a flash. Flash in. <laughs> Let's try this next one. Do you want to piss or do you want to party? Um. Hmm. Both? Yeah. <laughs> Both? <laughs> I mean. Come on. You party <laughs> and then you piss. And then you can party more. Yeah. Duh. And then you party, and and then you piss, and then you party hardy. That's right. You can. It only enhances the party. Yeah. You piss, and you're like, okay, I'm ready to party. Yeah, it's a, I dare I say, a piss party. <laughs> you can dare. Piss. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, goodness gracious. Well, that leaves... Okay, instead of playing... We got two more lined up. Uh, but instead of those, we'll take a look at this message that was sent in uh, via the text line, which you can also do, 612-263-7999. And you can text that number uh, with links and pictures and whatnot. We got a Vimeo link from Texter. Texter said... Uh, what did Texter say? Don't know if y'all have covered uh, slash looked into this trash. Death is too kind a punishment for some. Damn. Let's see. This is a link to an open secret, uh, which is a documentary, if I remember correctly. Uh, Hmm. In the light of long-awaited revelations of sexual abuse in Hollywood finally being reported, Espanola Productions presents an open secret for free for a limited time. Holy shit. Mm. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, this is a this is a film about um child abuse in Hollywood. I'm surprised that uh an open secret wasn't available for free before. Uh yeah, I'm not sure this I'm just uh oh, <laughs> this is from 7 years ago. <laughs> oh, okay. So that that might explain it. Man, it's already seven years old, huh? Can I save Vimeo? Is this gonna I remember work? when this first came out. I was there, Gandalf. Oh, nice. Yeah, that works. Yeah, I got it saved. Mm. Thank you, Texter. Yeah, thank you, Texter. Yeah, I've, well, se- I've seen this. So I don't think we've covered it on the show. No, no. Actually, I don't think I have seen it. I know of it, but I've never watched it all the way through. And I'm also adding it to the list. Ah, uh, yes. Most indubitably. Mm-hmm. That would be a good, uh, I mean, not good, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, if we wanted to go there. Yeah. You know, we want options. Mm-hmm. I think after that first movie, it doesn't matter. We can play literally anything we want because we want to, like, commit. We're committed. <laughs> We're committed, God damn it. God damn it. Um, damn, we need to have another movie night soon. Yes. Yes. Most indeed. Uh, I mean, yes. Yes, I agree. <laughs> um, so, uh, we are probably not going to be able to get to both of the segments that I have prepared for tonight. So, I will give you the option. Would you like to hear 
a little bit about some black magic coming straight from your stereo system in the 1970s, fueled by British blues rock and hard roll. Damn. Or would you like to hear about a little bit of homegrown action that's taking place in a neighborhood near you that involves a food truck and a cult? Oh, these are both good. I mean, damn it. It would be, we have not done a four hour show in a very long time. Uh, That's probably about as long as it would take to do them both. Let's start with the. Oh, boy. Mm -mm. I'm really. I know. I know. It's a good one, Lauren. Um. I'm kind of really drawn to the food truck one. Uh, but I'm also drawn to the other one, too. <laughs> food, let's do the food truck scheme. All right. All right. We'll do the food truck scheme. Uh, we'll see how quickly we can blast through this one. Well, you know, I mean, obviously savor it. You know, you don't want it to. I don't want you to rush it, you know. Uh, so, um,. I just did a quick search on cult news. I like that's one thing that I like to do is just type in the word cult and go to the news tab and <laughs> see what see, happens. See what's going down. Sure, um, sure. That's not a bad idea. And uh there was a relatively recent hit that just uh popped up. And um this is well, let me just uh <laughs> This clip starts with an absolute banger of a classic hit. And Mm. uh, I don't think I could do it any better. Among the caravan of food trucks in the Twin Cities, you'll find one that claims, with a wink, to be bad to the bone. The bad rooster. Offering wings, hot sauces, and silly puns. Co-owner Solaire Allere calls herself the chief Mother Clucker. We've been dealing with this for 15 years, and I don't know why we've been quiet about it. But for two sisters, Kelly Abadie and Angela Hummelgard, there's more going on here than spicy chicken. They believe their 70-year-old mother, Mary Ring, sometimes works in the food truck, but they've rarely seen or heard from her in the last 15 years. As far as I know, she's the oldest person who works on the food truck. So when the bad rooster announced a few weeks ago was on hiatus after a death in the family, the sisters feared the worst. Is this it? Is this really how we're going to hear that she passed? The sisters say their mother changed 15 years ago after she joined a group called Soulful Journey. Its leader, Solaire Allere from the food truck, who is formerly known as Lynn Young. I'm a life strategist coach you name it i've done it and i've done stupid so this uh these two daughters they end up reaching out to the social media account right um after the i believe it was facebook uh, announced that they had had a death in their family the bats of the bone soulful journey collective um mm-hmm. they didn't hear anything for six days finally the accounts ended up responding back with a cease and desist uh, do not pursue this further type of deal and um the mother actually reached out to them and basically echoed the same sort of sentiment of uh you know this is what you deserve i'm i'm living my true destiny fuck you fuck your fucking face 
uh, stop trying to reach me. I don't want to talk to you no more. Um, all that sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, what's really fucking funny. I mean, it's not funny, but I feel like I'm saying that a lot tonight. <laughs> this is, uh, this is taking place about 20 minutes down the road from yours truly. On YouTube, she serves up a word salad of new age self-help platitudes. Unique is a gift. And that's what I really want you to learn. It's learning to strategize with your life, figure out how you move forward, and, you know, find a way of self-loving yourself again. Hello, this is G. Welcome to the Inner Sanctuary. But go deeper, former members say, and you'll discover Solaire also claims to channel spiritual beings from other dimensions including one known as G. This is that place where mind, ego, me, does not exist. The group operates out of the Soulful Journey Wellness Center in Minnetonka, which also offers massage, hypnosis, and someone who can talk to animals. Former members say this is where Solaire conducts her channeling sessions, which can last late into the night. It's also the registered address of their 501c3 nonprofit, Living Faith Spiritual Community. And according to public records, the registered address for more than a dozen businesses and LLCs associated with the group or its member. Uh, so Minnetonka is about 21 minutes from here. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, it, it is a high, high probability because they, they do massive food truck lineups um south of uh, Minneapolis and uh i mean it's just fucking blocks and blocks of food trucks uh, i enjoy it I, I like a good food truck you know deal every oh, once yeah. in a while you know it's yeah fun. i think it's it's the modern uh i don't know like street food because it's so hard to actually have street food in in the united states so mm-hmm. it's the closest thing we got and sir spencer is saying that uh that this is a hard working immigrant lady uh, and they're just player hating on her. And to some degree, to some degree, I don't disagree, uh, with mm. your sentiment on it. Um, but you know, it's without, there's not a ton of, uh, well, <laughs> I don't want to spoil, uh, the second half of this little, uh, presentation. So I'll just shut, shut my face up. Here's some more anecdotes about, uh, what was going on with the experiences uh, family members were having after their family members joined up with this uh, organization. Angela attended one of the G channeling sessions in Minnetonka. I should also state that the, the Fox News is where I pulled this from. It's a 13-minute report on the group. Um, mm. They keep talking about this spirit, uh, G, and they... They keep implying that it's uh, this Godhead character that she's talking to, but I actually found an interview with her uh, back from the 90s uh, from an Esoterica magazine, and G is actually short for the good, which I thought was a very interesting distinction. That's so much more um, quote-unquote forcey. Forcey. Yeah, rather than, you know, actual God. Right, yeah, yeah, like a, a, a spirit mm-hmm. uh, presence. The ether G, uh, I guess, is and Suros is it G of the Midwest. <laughs> uh, uh, but we'll uh, we'll we'll continue here. 
This is the place where I am God. And I'm kind of looking around like, is this, oh my. am I being punked right now? But their mother, Mary, thought Solaire and G were the real deal. Within a year, Mary was divorcing her husband and leaving her old life behind. Despite a significant divorce settlement, she declared bankruptcy a few years ago and legally changed her name this year to Sienna LaJoy. Angela last saw her mother 11 years ago when she agreed to lunch at Mall of America. Changing names. She has no association with anyone that was in her life for the first 55 years of her life. Um, no association? None. Friends, co-workers, um, extended family. So Kelly called out Bad Rooster on Facebook last month, saying the food truck and Solaire use the funds they earn to support a cult, asking people to think twice before supporting them. Solaire responded to the allegations with a video on Facebook. We were attacked. We have a lawyer. Uh, our lawyers are on it. A couple weeks later, Bad Rooster and Solaire slapped the sisters with a lawsuit, alleging defamation and civil conspiracy demanding a retraction. The Facebook post had already gone viral, reaching Sarah and Grace in Michigan, who haven't talked to their sister, Sue, since she joined Soulful Journey a decade ago, changing her name to Askia Lumine. The Fox 9 investigators talked to a half dozen former followers or estranged family who shared remarkably similar stories. Faye West, who now lives in London, lived with the group for three years as a teenager. She left the day after she turned 18. How would you describe this Ugh. theology? Or is it a theology? To be honest, I struggled to describe it when I was in the group. Like, it it became further and further from reality. Like, it, in the beginning, I viewed it more as, I guess, meditation and positive thinking, like I was saying. But it very much became, like, once I was a teenager and stuff, rooted in and much more tied to the fact that Solaire was a channel and was channeling God. Faye says Solaire channeled historical figures too, like Jesus and King Solomon, and told group mm. members they had spirit identities in a parallel dimension called the 99. Uh, the King Solomon uh, reference is fairly interesting based on the other half of the material that I have prepared. Um well, a little King Solomon circle to complete. Oh yeah, there's a there's a PDF of uh, the Grand Grimoire with Great Clavicle of Solomon. Uh, I got that mm. PDF linked in the chat, or excuse me, this <laughs> the show notes. Um, I mean, what what good is a cult without their crazy number? I mean, there was the uh, the one out of California on the solo episode that we did. They had the uh, uh, the super specific numbers that. The angels were always talking through to uh, the leader of the cult. Mm -hmm. through. Um, Every cult needs to have a, a dynamic, a divinely inspired leader. Yeah. What episode was the solo? Parachemistry. Uh, that was the one on 4th of July, right? Where you talked about the, um, you're talking about that cult? Yeah. That episode? The number five man with the cult of gentlemen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, or right. Fellowship of Friends, excuse me, Fellowship of Friends, that's the one. Fellowship of Friends. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Creepy motherfucker. Uh, let's see. What, uh, well, what exactly is the 99? It's a little misleading, because it's not a group of people, but in fact, it's a realm. 
they used this realm, oh, the 99, oh, to build a kind of another reality. So, for instance, I was their daughter in the 99. And this just kind of became a tool for them to change your identity, take away sort of your autonomy, and claim that things are happening in the 99 that and they use those to control you on Earth? Members would legally change their name to match those identities in the 99. The Vox 9 investigators identified 15 legal name changes within the group. For a bit there, I was willing to <laughs> suspend disbelief around some of those things, but it started to get pretty weird. Nicholas Johnson, his sister, and mother Rayla were in soulful journey for more than a decade. We were told that... Um, they weren't our children, really. That in another dimension, the dimension 99, which sounds so foolish, but hey, here we are, um, that they were their kids. And, uh, of course, um, you got that association of uh, you're contacting historical figures and receiving guidance uh, through the airways from them to, to guide people in your... Um, in your care, in your flock. Mm-hmm. Um, Abraham Lincoln somewhere in uh, Dimension 99 is going, oh, you know what? <laughs> this lady at this food truck. Yeah, she's the one. <laughs> yes, she is the one. <laughs> <laughs> here we are. <laughs> um, yes, here we are. Here we are in a cult. You know the best part about being in a cult? Uh, the massive amounts of sex and money, baby. This is the well, kind of money. thing I hear from families consistently over four decades. David Clark's been analyzing and researching cults for 40 years. At the request of the Fox 9 investigators, he reviewed material and teachings from Soulful Journey. He says Soulful Journey checks many of the boxes used to describe cult-like activity. What concerns me when it gets cult-like, there's there's a totalistic takeover of the person's life. This is the number one encounter you have with families that run into trouble with this. They notice that relationships of a lifetime are being cut off. Not only that, but you have an effective communicator that knows how to make it stick to the ribs. Clark says there's often a price to be paid for such a group, quite literally. Former members tell us classes cost $150 per week, G-channeling sessions anywhere from $40 to $150. And there were trips like this one to the Bahamas that could cost members five to six thousand dollars. She creatively kind of categorized money in various ways, like, oh, well, these are donations to my church. This is money for educational expenses. Um, This is money for, uh, you know, um, trips. Then there's the overlapping businesses, LLCs, charity work and the nonprofit. Where and how the money flows was always unclear, according to former members, who say they weren't always paid appropriately for their labor. I was mm, never paid you don't say. a dime for anything that I did. The financial side of it, especially with new group, new age groups, they tend to be very lucrative. They know how to make money. They also know how to protect the money that they make. Which was also another trait of the Fellowship of Friends, where you know you'd have these guys just go out and build these huge vineyards. Uh, for producing wine and never received any any compensation for their labor. Mm-hmm. And um, it all became like a serfdom system, some manner. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you're part of our home or whatever. You're part of the, the club, the cult. You yep. get to be here under this guidance. You get these certain benefits, but you don't get to get paid. 
Now, uh, some additional information about the uh, Bad Rooster food truck in the lawsuit. Allery claimed that the Bad Rooster brings in uh, up to $9,000 a day selling spicy wings and chicken. Mm. Yeah. Well, uh, there's lots of... Uh, <laughs> uh, I, f- I think it was this... Um, it might have been the Daily Beast article, but they included some reviews of... Uh, of a uh, bad rooster that were pretty funny. I didn't save them, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> and she later said uh, in a statement, uh, the story and the people interviewed not only completely misrepresent my spiritual beliefs and practices, they seem to take issue with it because it's quote different. Uh, Allery said Allery described the story as quote quick uh, clickbait and said her accusers are trying to uh, find a scapegoat for their own problems. Mm. Um, and I, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, I, I do think that, uh, she's out there enough that if she ruffled the right feathers, you could probably get a couple people to like kind of gang up and be like, Oh, well, you know, fuck you and fuck your organization, and you know you did this to my family. Uh, but mm-hmm. it, it it it's very well possible that it's also completely uh, not legit, and you know she is uh, bringing in these wayward souls, yeah, and abusing them. It, well, but it can exist in the blurred line where it's like, no, 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 we're just we're just friends. We're just a social club, mm. so, you know. Well, let's see if um if this former member's response uh, sways your opinion either way. To be clear, I don't think that Solaire is a bad or rotten person to her core. Do you believe she's a fraud, or do you believe she has some abilities? Solaire has certain abilities. Um, and I think one of her greatest abilities is to tell stories and that can get you any number of places. Mm, everybody hmm. loves a good storyteller. Yeah. That was all the long... great leaders and generals are storytellers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That what was a, a hell fuck, of a pause. Too. What a fucking pause indeed. <laughs> 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 That's why I kept it. It was like, damn son. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have to make sure I don't uh, accidentally fuck that if I do the shortened silence. Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think that will be lost uh, in the uh, in the fray, that pause, unless you can specifically exclude it from the process. But, yeah, good storyteller. See? That's another cult thing. Gotta mm-hmm. be a good storyteller. Yep, yep. Elron. Public speaker. Elron. Everyone right down to fucking Genghis Khan, dude. I hate to shoot so far back. But Genghis Khan... Who was trans. Is, he was trans. Trans icon, Genghis Khan. Uh, you know, he, he, his military and, and his accomplishments were kind of like a cult. Because he brought together a huge assortment of people in a place that was typically scattered and... and it was a series of warring tribes that had very strong local beliefs and he unified all of them and went on this giant, you know, one of the most unbelievable military campaigns of any uh, dynasty of any nation ever. 
Conquest in the streets, conquest in the sheets. Yeah, man. They said 10% (laughs) of Asia is descended from that guy, you know? That guy got around, man. (laughs) And you don't do that being just some guy. There's all kinds of uh, kind of documentation, all these different people that talk about all the things he said and the way that he spoke and the way that he viewed himself. And it's very much like a cult. He came up to, to one king and he said, you know, you guys want God to help you. You're such good Christians. You must not be very good Christians because God just sent me. <laughs> you know, he, he was he, he was a very funny guy. He had a very great sense of humor. In it. <laughs> That's how these cults start. You know? <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know how I took this Genghis Khan, but for some reason, the cult, the cult thing. Yeah, you got to be a good storyteller. Now, uh, uh, Solaire did issue or tried to get an, uh, an injunction issued against the um, against the sisters to stop them from uh, talking shit about the food truck and Soulful Journey in a public fashion, including things like Facebook. But the judge blocked that. Mm. Um, so it's all still relatively fresh. I think it's about. Uh, I think the judge gave them two weeks to work it out. Two weeks. Uh, before it moved on to trial. Yeah, two more weeks, babe. <laughs> um, and, uh, and also a Total Recall. Another Total Recall reference. That's definitely going to be the, uh, you know, the transcript for tonight. Uh, now, I, I do have a, uh, an, an additional quote. Uh, I'm sorry, it was uh, 1993 was this actual... Um, well, here, let me let me take it back. 2005 is when the article came out, uh, this Esoterica mm. article. Um, I'm so confused by this sentence now. I, I, let me read it for you. In 2005, New Age magazine The Edge reported that in 1993, uh, Lin Young became a vehicle through whom a spirit being called G began to impart important wisdom about living in this material world to all people who would listen. Quote, he is very loving. In fact, he's very enduring, uh, Lin Young said of the spirit. It's amazing to watch how everyone is transformed by him. I look at people, and they're not the same people that I knew. You watch their lives change from the experience. I now know that I am a servant to G, and that I am here to do his will. Whatever it is he needs, I will be the vessel or the vehicle by which it comes. Mm. It's the in two thousand and five. The magazine reported that in two thousand uh, reported that in nineteen ninety three. That's the part I kept throwing me off. Anyways, in two thousand five, New Age magazine reported that in nineteen ninety three, Young said all of that. Yeah, and they, they commune with spirits with not with spirits, a servant <laughs> to G and to his will. Sounds like God to me. The goods. <laughs> yeah. Um the well, goods. Well Write as, that down. as I was poking around, uh I found something that was not reported on in the Fox Nine interview, and I was very incredibly disappointed. Because while they sat there and highlighted the YouTube channel, it's only got a handful of videos. There's maybe like 20 fucking videos. There's not a whole lot. There's some meditation stuff. Um, there's a couple of like videos of them at the food truck. Some fun, like hanging out Bahamas type stuff. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, you know where the you know where the gold's mm-hmm. at. Where the gold at? Oh man, that gold be in your very own podcast, baby. <laughs> Uh, this is uh, Solaire. I'm a uh, new podcast person who just decided, you know, I get really tired of the bullshit. Anybody really tired of bullshit? Yeah. You know, I, I think we really desire to kind of change things up a little bit. And uh, this podcast isn't about anything other than myself talking with people about the real shit that's, uh, you know, that we have to deal with. You know, whether we're here to cry together or we're here to laugh together, we're here. And it's really about talking about it all. I don't tiptoe around things. I swear a lot and I do not bleep them out. (laughs) If you have a (laughs) delicate disposition that cannot handle swearing, cussing, you know, then, you know, I'm not really the person to tune into. It's time to deal with real issues and face real life challenges about life. It's not about being fake. It's about being real. It's not about floating through life and thinking that we're all fluffy and that everything's perfect and everything's beautiful and oh my god I'm all so positive it's really time to get real about who we are our society our life our journey our spiritual our non-spiritual our emotional whatever it takes to get real about life and I think that's really what it's about tonight and it's what I do I want you to just buckle up and be prepared for the topic tonight and uh, we'll just have to get real and get real honest about everything. Get real. Well, buckle up, Buttercup, because here it comes. <laughs> yes, yes, I would highly recommend that everybody prepares themselves, making sure that no hands, arms, feet, or legs are outside the vehicle. From this point on, because I I have for you two clips that come from the podcast. And this is a special edition of the show. I believe it was their very first Facebook Live appearance. Uh, So technically, I did not pull this from the RSS. I got it from the YouTubes. Just to be stated, there is a link to the podcast index. Um feed for them because they have one of those bullshit iHeartRadio ones, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, which is no good. That's no good. No good at all. Um, but uh, we'll... Uh, <laughs> I have no <laughs> real intent behind these clips. Just as a fair disclaimer, I have no real intent other than to provide just a snapshot into... um you know, into the headspace of uh, Solaire and two of her co- uh, co-hosts. She's got two. <laughs> Are you ready? Oh, I'm I'm very ready. Kind of Isn't that kind of like a <laughs> radical, that's like a, that, that literally is how our mind works. And it becomes like this whole idea that it knows best when it's filtered by experience, it's filtered by the things we go through in life, Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I think about a job. You know, I, I remember I, <laughs> I got laid off from a job. I mean, laid off. Mm-hmm. And I got, oh, my God. I, it felt like I was being fired because I got laid off. Yep. And I remember a long time ago what it felt like to get fired from a job when I was a kid and they didn't show up. You know, teenagers. <laughs> um, but it feels horrible even though I brought it on myself for not showing up for work. Yay. Okay. So then I learned that you got to show up for work. So mm-hmm. I have to change that experience and say, I don't like that. Well, then I got laid off from my job and it felt the same way <laughs> as if I like just got fired from my job, but they were laying people off because they were, you know, downsizing and all that kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, Oh my God, I was worth expendable. <laughs> you know, like that. Yeah. Well, you know, that's what that's like I when mean, a job goes to away. I handled it really well. You should. Oh. I just want everyone to <laughs> know. And it just comes up everywhere. Yeah, my, um, had no stories in my head. No. Uh, really was proactive and uh, yeah, talking about my feelings around it. Mm-hmm. That unfortunately is the sounds of somebody who did not handle it well. Mm. Uh, I just total gut inclination, and that is my only basis for that previous statement. <laughs> Uh, so this is my absolute, absolute gem of a clip. This was released on the interwebs. Do not adjust your television dials. Do not adjust your headset audio. Um, it's really awful, but the actual content of what is coming out of her co-host's mouth is just so goddamn good that I can't possibly let it slip by. I, again, I ask, are you ready? <laughs> All right. When are you going to do <laughs> that? <laughs> this is, this is an immediate, like this, these, these clips are back to back, by the way, there's no this cut the, between. <laughs> I think, I think these ladies are clipping a bit on their end. Oh my goodness. Just you wait. When are you going to do that? <laughs> I mean, I've kind, kind, of, kind of talked about certain things. I'm acting as if I really, I really want to talk about this. this. I'm just, you know, showing oh, up boy. with... Why, well, I don't know if that's our topic for the day, but we can talk about that another time. We're talking we're about, talk about everything. All right, so, why, oh, well, okay. Hmm, where do you want to go with that? So well, not there. there. Wherever, Wherever your head is, head head is. Head. <laughs> I'm not really, really sure. It's okay. Um, well, I have like kind of a weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> somehow, somehow the stereo slapback is worse on YouTube. I'm not sure what what audition did to the clip to kind of equalize it, but it was real heavy on the left side for Solaire oh. and real heavy on the right side for uh, the co-host. But the slapback would like come back through the other direction. <laughs> um. And so it sounds awful, but it it sounds way worse somewhere else. That's good to know. Here's the thing. I, it's, it's crazy. It's the same thing with the goddamn H3, H3 podcast is it's somehow with more people, your show sounds worse. How Mm. is this? How is this a a thing? Anyways, uh, we live in audio hell. (laughs) Yeah. Well, some, some quality control will, will get you pretty far. Um, but we'll continue. Thought. Mm-hmm. That's probably a question mm-hmm. of some sort. I'm really impressing the world. Um, so I've been thinking a lot lately about, so 
I grew up, let's say, I don't even know, but I feel like it was probably more on the Republican side, but then very quickly it switched more Democratic, but I really wasn't paying attention, and now I'm very much a Democrat. Okay, okay. Because I believe that okay, okay, you know, okay, people okay. are equal and should be treated as such. Right, right. And, you know, science is real and all that jazz. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about it. I was like, what if you grew up as, like, being taught the Republican or more conservative views and, like, maybe certain things are wrong? I don't know how political you want to get or, like, even just... Well, people, well, right? But like, how do you switch that? I think, I think it's, it's just, just difference, difference of view. Yeah, difference of view. So, like, how do you, would those people even, where am I coming from? So, let's say, let's say, well, I what, what did you see? came, came from Iowa. Iowa. I came from Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> and and I was a red state. Born and raised in Iowa. Um, and I turned out well in Wisconsin, right? Iowa, Iowa. Iowa. All right. Born in Iowa. I ought to went around. <laughs> that was so funny. When I should have. Um. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So I have old tapes in my head. Here's how we'll go about it. If everyone's still here. Um. <laughs> Who cares? Just go on. Just go on. I have old tapes that I've been running in my head for a long time, right? And they kind of create kind of a not so good head talk. Mm-hmm. So I'm always thinking... With, like, people who maybe don't have the same opinion as me, how how do you change that? Let's just talk about head talk. How do you change that head talk? I don't want to start a riot. (laughs) How do you change that the people who don't agree... And I know that we're not talking about that, but I, I mean, uh, uh, I'm just, I feel, I don't know. I feel somewhat, uh, sympathetic for this individual. I, I never caught her name. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. because she, she is, she is so nervous to just come out and even say, like, state it. Like, there's people out there who I don't agree with, and I'm scared to try and change their opinion. Well, what the fuck are you believing in? Science? <laughs> I believe in science. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I, that hearing this, I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know how culty this cult is actually culting around there. I mean, this, this sounds kind of like normal shit to me. Well, it's a, it's a fine line, you know, between being a cult and just being people. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe that isn't so true. It's when things become unreal and people think they can commune with God and they have divine abilities. And if you do everything they say, that your life will improve. That's usually the basis of all these cults. But, you know, friends in this situation, you know, it just feels like they're friends, right? That's kind of the, the vibe. Mm-hmm. There's nothing culty about it at, at face value. It just looks like she's listening to her story or whatever. But there's a powerlessness that's very evident. There's obviously a power dynamic that's involved here. And this poor gal is trying to spit out what she's what she wants to think. She's just I don't know. Seems very like uh 
meek, I guess is the word. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, is there something falling into place here? Something natural. Yeah. Well, I'll uh, I'll I'll keep my ear close to the ground. Uh, I shit, I could even drive out there one day. <laughs> oh, did you see the uh, the link that I sent you? By the way, in the back, Chanel. I did, but I did not open it. Uh, let me get that. It's it's up. not long. If you could play it right now for me, just just it's very short. Well, for starters, you have to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. What? <laughs> you have to purify yourself in Lake Minnetonka. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> That's how you know he's a local boy. That's how you know. <laughs> you can only purify yourself one way around here. Oh, my God. What is that? Shut up. Oh, my. Stupid autoplay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't. There's nothing that immediately jumps out that is necessarily out of the norm for any any other sort of accepted mainstream uh, religious or scientific uh, uh, minded groups of people. It's kind of more or less just the same song and dance to me. That that's what it feels like overall, uh, as a whole, for when yeah. it comes to soulful journey. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. I didn't see anything or hear anything about rampant sexual abuse. Um, I mean, all sorts of people launder money for all sorts of different reasons across the board. You don't have to be from any particular uh, political party or even uh, religious organization entity. Doesn't matter. You know, if you're going to be a shithead and launder money, you're going to be a shithead and launder money. Yeah. Let the IRS take care of that. Mm-hmm. Even they can. This is about as thin a line as you can get be uh, considered a cult. And I, I'll, I'll also clarify that the the podcast feed does not have the quality of that whatever the fuck that they were trying to pull off for the Facebook Live. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it is two different things. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um. Well, that's uh, that's what I got on the Sulphur Journey and the Bad Rooster food truck. Excellent. Well, the Mini Ocalypse is obviously in, in great shape. Mm-hmm. Right and, uh, you know, a hot spot for cults. No doubt. And food trucks. And food trucks. Mm-hmm. Good, good food trucks. In. We should start our own culty food truck. Yeah, yeah. And serve goat meat. Ah, yes. We'll have a goat roasting the whole time. Mm-hmm. The only thing that makes us a cult is that we literally do a sacrificial ritual for the goat before we roast it. Yes. <laughs> you know, they they call it, hey, there are these guys that keep bleeding out goats on the street. Um, Is that legal? I think I heard one of them say he's going to exit this world the way that he came in. Naked and covered in blood, screaming. <laughs> I think they were all saying that. Actually, uh, <laughs> they were chanting them, it. They were chanting it <laughs> over and over and over and over. One by one, these goats just kept coming. It was the, the goats cra- lined up. It was the craziest thing. I, I, they didn't even. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, yeah, they, that was they, the goat coming. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're welcome. Oh, uh, you see that goat there. What do you do? What do you do? Or what after- do you do? What, what do, do you do? do? You know what to do. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know what to do. Oh, my goodness. Uh, let's do some, uh, we should do some scream else and get the hay out of here. Sounds buenissimo, senor. Hmm. Oh, my. You are listening to Behind the Schemes with Lovish and Booberry Mothman of uh, not wearing any lights while you're running in the dark. That's dangerous. Mm. I probably should not say that dangerous. Anywho, uh, scream. I just walked in the door from running. Uh, and then some conversation kind of, or some topic came up real quick and the wife was mentioning and, and, uh, kind of mentioned how, uh, or mentioned how my brother, I guess his, uh, my niece, my brother was talking about how his daughter, my niece, our niece, uh, wife and I's niece to be clear, uh, like, She's only a couple Clearly. feet little, but, like, calls her vulva her front butt because, yeah. Anyway, but then, like, she, my wife mentioned, uh, like, it's kind of sad because it's like, you know, you should just call it what it is. And, I, like, I was, in, I was pretty old, I guess, when I realized it was the vulva and not vagina because vagina is inside of vulva's outside and whatnot. And uh, so I guess my scream is just that, like, we don't learn these things and then, like, uh, she even kind of thought, like, the fact is, like, you know, just, like, a woman's mindset and stuff like that when you don't even, like, have the right name. Because, like, my wife was saying how she didn't know the it was called the Volvo until, like, earlier or, like, maybe, like, early teen or, like, preteen, like, later in life kind of thing. Like, probably should just know it early, you know, as a kid, you know, you know what to call things, you know, that way something hurts or whatever. God forbid something happens or whatever, you know, you can be specific and whatnot, but uh, just call the things the right names, but have also have the power of using the right verbiage for things and just kind of have all that can kind of like tie together as far as even like, I guess, confidence of self and you like, just know what things are called and whatnot. And yeah, gets a little deep, but just thought whatnot. So it only happened a few seconds, like a couple minutes ago. So anywho, so my scream is, uh, just not like learning the right things, you know, or teaching the right things, and and uh, I guess shying away from quote sensitive topics, pun intended, not intended, whatever. But uh, anywho, so got to learn those things. All right, well, well, we just say it every time, but it, it's true every time. I love you guys. You got to stay dangerous, but you know, turn some lights on because you know this hey, this this is better than Motel Six, you know. Even they turn the lights on, and 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 whether it's light, whether it's dark, whatever. Wow. <laughs> hey, Booby, can you can you hit me with that uh, black light real quick? Uh, you want you want a little bit of black light? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's let's throw on the black light. Yeah, let me get up. I gotta stretch. I know that's probably but... hidden around there somewhere. You, yeah, I'm sorry, you gotta go bit. dig it yeah, out. Yeah, that's okay. It's just been a long episode, kind of stretching out here. Um, yeah, switch. I got gotcha. you. Uh... Oh. Jesus Christ. Fuck. Jesus Christ. I can't. can't. Oh, my God. I am fucking so sorry that I asked. Eat it, eat it, eat it. What the fuck is wrong with me, man? I don't. I. Oh, my God.
Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like there's stains on top of the stains. It's like layers. It's like a five layer dip. Please don't. I'm just saying. Please. I just I'm just saying. That's fucking bad, dude. It's fucking bad. Yeah. Um God, we should let's just yeah. We, we should take this next caller. Alright. Next caller. Moving on. I I think I'm I'm stuck in a different time. Time seems to be warped. I think I'm I think I'm growing taller. Oh no, my bones. I am growing taller. Oh. My bones. Oh no. My bones! <laughs> I need a, I need some good, like, uh, bone crunching sound. Foley art. Some uh, lettuce just ripping it in half. I need that clipped. That scream clipped. Mm-hmm. You got it. We need, we need bone crushing bone sounds and we need that clipped. Cause that was, that was a good scream, scream color. Yes, that's your bone crunch. Bone crunch been scream. Possibly Sir Fletcher. Uh possibly, yes. Possibly. Yes. We're know. not sure. We're not sure. Yeah. No. Can I, we we can, can neither I, confirm nor deny. It could have been Baphomet. It could have been. For all <laughs> we know. It yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Could have been uh, Basil Bob. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Basil Bob. Um, I, I suppose we didn't uh, answer the question that the previous caller had presented uh, as far as naming things the correct terminology. Um, I'm not sure if I have an opinion one way or the other. Um, I don't know. As far as like making. You know, is it good practice to make sure that everybody has at least some good understanding of what various parts of the body are called? I mean, that I would feel like that's fairly important. Um, I guess I, to me, it's just labels. <laughs> yes. uh, is it? Is it? Am I wrong to think that? Anyway? No, I think we're all a one pump one deep deep down. The wand is either in you or out of you. <laughs> or both. Or or both sometimes. <laughs> you know. Depends on depends on what you're into. Mm. <laughs> but uh the uh just the various namings of all little the little bits and bobs of you, you know. Oh what was it? just just education. Ah, uh, yes. Education. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite. Yeah, everyone's favorite. Yes. I, I, no, I, I dug oh, in deeper. Sexy. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh, goodness. Well, that wraps us on voicemails. I We've got all of our... I think we're all concluded up. I think that's all we well, got. I will say, though, if anybody wants to leave us a voicemail next week, that number is 612-263-7999. And uh, you can call and say whatever you want. 
and uh, we'll play it in the air. Yes, and we'll be back at it next week for another edition of Behind the Schemes. This has been one uh, episode 118, and uh, we'll be back at it next Monday at 7.30, 9.30, 10.30 Eastern, respectively, uh, over at badradio.live. And, um, BehindTheSchemes.com. And if you think about it and subscribe to the show notes, then you'll get a little email notification going on when... uh. When we do go live, and I would highly recommend you check out the show on Podverse, and that way uh, you can check out, you can listen to it, you can listen to the show in a podcast app live. What's not to love about that? Yeah, that's the way to do it. Nudepodcastapps.com, Podverse, it's all good. Oh, so good, baby. So good. You gotta be compliant. <laughs> so gravy. <laughs> That's right. And we can only do this because we are a value-for-value value production, which means that we don't have ads, we don't have advertisers, we don't have any sort of strings to any corporate overlords. We are beholden to nobody but the people, to you. You, the producer. If you're listening to the show, you're a producer. If you contribute to the show in any way, shape, or form, you're a freaking pastor, and we'll thank you on the show. Because, uh, God damn it, we love you. Yeah, no strings to hold me down. Make me frown, cause I'm no, no clown. sir. <laughs> Ain't feeling brown. That's right. Oh. And as you said, we're live every Monday night, 7.30, 9.30, 10.30. Eastern, respectively, as the Mothman says. Yes, and C-Dubs is dropping uh, links to areolas on Wikipedia. Ooh. Very nice. Boobs. Yes. Uh, I really think that that is the, the name of the game these days. People like them. <laughs> Everybody likes boobs. Should be the name of every game. <laughs> wow, what a great game. Yes, I just want to keep playing all night long. You you know that padded room that you were talking about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to change out those buttons to something a little more comfortable. A little more, a little more nipply. <laughs> <laughs> Voluptuous. When you die and go to heaven, I'll tell you, you wake up in that room. Mm. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, okay. Challenge accepted. Like, oh, cool. That totally makes sense. <laughs> totally makes fucking sense. I can dig that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Wow. yeah. Man, they really got it wrong down there. <laughs> well... <laughs> Bouncing off the walls till next Monday. This has been Booberry, Black Knight of the Mothman. Yes, kind of salutations to you. I have been lavish. No, we're not puppets. Got no sponsors attached to us with strings or anything. Do not perform this ritual alone. Well, no need to worry. Cthulhu's with me. I saw the face of an eldritch being in my dreams. It was a wet dream. A mad with lust. You'll stay one step ahead of Basil Bob. Well, buckle up, Buttercup, because here it comes. I am God. You know what? I think that we can get him interested in gay butt sex magic. Yeah, it's very sloppy. I gotta jerk off the Eldritch Monsters. 
You do as you do, boo. This is Behind the Schemes. The esoterica of your dreams. Ha, 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 ha.